today's episode 322 of PodQuest. Hey! Hello! It's Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hi. How you guys doing? I'm alright. Hey, you know, I'm tired. I feel like you just keep saying that you're tired. Have you I tried, am. Have you tried sleeping? When, when you have a crazy, anxious dog, it's kind of hard. You know what it's like. I sleep fine. Well... I, th- this dog sleeps on my bed, so it's maybe different. You're not supposed to do that. Why not? Because you need your own space. If the do- if the dog is crazy and anxious, you're just getting them like you're you're kind of like feeding into that by letting them sleep in the bed with you. I like that he sleeps in the bed. I just don't like when he doesn't sleep through the night and then gets up and goes and walks around because then that wakes me up. I mean, that's exactly why neither of the dogs sleep in the bed. Like we put a gate up. Kaylee has the hole downstairs, and Ben sleeps in his crate in the bedroom. See if I close him out of anywhere from me it's just non-stop whining and barking until i let him in that's why ben is created in the bedroom because he does yeah. not do well alone but and he's good in his crate and I've, I've even tried like bringing like i had his bed in my bedroom and he wouldn't sleep in the bed he just he'll he'll get in the bed before i even do and i i have to like tell him come on get up bef- so that i can get in pull the covers on me and then he can jump up over me and get into the bed how long do you have him for? Do you know, or is it just kind of open-ended? So, I should... They should... Well, actually, I don't know. The original plan at this point, prior to today, prior to this morning, was for him, for them to be home Saturday. Or Friday, late, maybe late Friday, so I would have brought him home Saturday. But, unfortunately, my grandmother's husband passed away this morning at 5 o'clock in the morning. 6 o'clock in the morning. So, um... I don't know if they're going to stay down there until the funeral's up. I don't know how long that's going to take. I don't know what their plan is. At the- I mean, that's understandable, too. Like, Because yeah. your mom went down there mm-hmm. specifically to help out because he was sick, right? Yeah, he had he, had, he was terminal, had lung cancer. Yeah, so her staying down there for a little while longer just to help yeah. get everything well, it, kind of in order. and it was. She mostly went down there because my grandmother didn't want to be alone with him in the state that he was in. Now that he's no longer there, like my... Uh, uh, her, her, my, I guess it would be her son-in-law. I, re- it's hard to make the relationship because it, it would be my, her husband's son still lives with them. So he probably so still that, lives. That with is them. her stepson. Yeah, it would be her stepson. Cause I, I assume, like, I assume he was not your grandfather. No, no, no. He's not my grandfather. He's was, like your step grandfather. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, he lived with them. So I don't know. He's probably still going to live with, with my grandmom. Unless my grandmom decides to move in with my aunt, who lives not too far from them in uh, maybe maybe still Georgia, maybe Tennessee. I can't remember. Is your dad from down south? No. Uh, they all just moved from, down there? Yeah. My grandmom and uh, my aunt moved down there at some point in their lives. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry for the loss. I don't know if, if you were in any way close, but... Uh, I mean, it's it sucks. I appreciate it. I'm not like... I'm not, it's weird to say that I'm not heartbroken because it is someone in my family, but it's someone in my family I wasn't really attached to. Yeah, it's so, not, it's not like when the grandfather that you, you were living with passed away. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I had, I, I, I didn't mention this on, on air last week, but I had mentioned it before we started recording. I had a friend pass away suddenly last week that I was more distraught on, and I hadn't really talked to him in a while than I am over my grandfather, who I've known my entire life, but. Would you just really be a heartless piece of shit, man? Jesus Christ. I'm just exhausted, dude. <laughs> I am emotionally exhausted. This no, year I get has it. been rough. 
I definitely get it. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Anyway, I guess I guess let's let's get into the actual start of the show. Yep, yeah, we can like, move what? move move on forward. So, uh, first thing I have up here, just to get it out of the way, because I know you guys don't care, is some comic book related nonsense. Um, so, Marvel is doing one of their many crossover events at the moment. Um, yeah. This is an X-Men centric one. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be X of Swords or Ten of Swords. Um, either one works in this case. Um, it's been kind of get, getting built up to between um, the book Excalibur and like s- certain issues of the main X-Men book. Hold, hold on, hold on. Excalibur as in was it X and then Caliber or was it spelled No, it's out? it's spelled like it it normally like, is. Like like E X C A L whatever. Okay. Okay. Um it's a Excalibur in like the 90s I believe it was was kind of like a UK based team of primarily mutants. Okay. Okay. Um and now it is not um the only the only mutant on there is um Betsy Braddock who used to be Psylocke when she was in a different person's body. Oh my god, X-Men. <laughs> um now she is Captain Britain after her brother Brian became I guess unworthy of being Captain Britain, it seems. Um but like um Excalibur dealt a lot with um what what Marvel calls Otherworld, which is essentially like the realm of magic where like like Arthurian legend comes from, so like Merlin and Avalon and all that shit. Uh there was there was someone in Ultimate Alliance. Morgan she, Le Fay? I can't remember her name. I'll have to look it up. Um, but she was kind of like, I, I mean, the best way to explain her, she's kind of like Van Helsing, but she's a female and she has blonde hair. Um, okay, yeah, no, that's, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were talking about, like, the King Arthur villain, Morgan Le Fay, who is also, like, a, a Marvel villain. Um, but, I, like, I, I'm, I'm guessing that she was part of, probably at some point, part of Excalibur. Uh, uh, probably not. Find this character list. Playable character. Oh man, it's not in a good. Uh, well, while you, while you're looking through the names, um, so this event is 22 issues long. Um, it's spread out across all nine of the X books right now mm-hmm. because I, I actually counted there are fucking nine X Men related books being published right now Jeez. every month. Um, to like varying degree degrees of good. Um, and then there there are three like like there are three titles that are specific to the event. It's um X of Swords Creation was the like the opening chapter. X of Swords Stasis is going to be coming out kind of in the middle, and X of Swords Destruction is the the finale. Um, basically, the event is the the island that the mutants have been living on since last year's um, Power of Ten House of X thing um, is Krakoa. Which is a mutant island that is alive. Yeah. Um, apparently, in the far flung past, it used to be a larger island that was split in two. Its other half um, exists in an alternate reality, not like a not like an ultimate universe like sort of deal. Like literally, like in a, in a different world of magic and bullshit and stuff. Um, yeah. That apocalypse was apparently aware of, um, and the people that live on that island are I don't want to say necessarily, necessarily call them evil because we don't know for sure that they're just straight up evil but they're like a war race like all they want to do is kill and destroy okay and I, it seems like they're led by four the, the four original um horsemen of apocalypse which are also his chi- his actual children 
or grandchildren or something like that. So you think this is going to be a, a, like a full-on apocalypse tie-in story? I mean, he he was the catalyst for it at the beginning because um, okay. like he is not a villain right now. Like he is actually one of the main. He is oh. he he. So, but this but he, is. This is where, uh, let me guess real quick before you say it. Is this where, like, they turned him into a child and are doing that Hitler experiment? No, 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 that, that was Evan. Um, his, his mutant name was Genesis. He was actually pretty cool. Um, okay. He, he was, like, best friends with Deadpool. Deadpool came to graduation for yeah. him. He was a yeah. good kid. I don't know where he's been. Um, no, so when, when they created Krakoa, um, all mutants were invited there, whether they, they were historically good or bad. Um, and given a chance. If they fuck up, um, the mutants have their own judicial system, let's call it. Like, um, Sabretooth fucked up early on and killed some humans, which mm-hmm. is one of their, like, Ten Commandments, like, thou shalt not kill humans. Gotcha. Um, and then he was imprisoned in the core of the island, where, like, it's not like there's a prison in the core of the island. He is just in the dirt forever. Okay. And it's Apocalypse, or I'm sorry, not Apocalypse, it's Sabretooth, so... He's got a healing factor. That's not going to kill him. He's just going to be stuck there, unable to leave. And the island's alive, so it can actually, you know, control if he ever starts to get loose. Yeah. Um, but Apocalypse hasn't been, like, a bad guy this whole time. He's he's all for mutants having their own nation. Okay. Hmm. Um, but he's still Apocalypse, so, like, he's a little shady. And he he was basically the catalyst for this to start, not realizing that it was going to turn into like full blown war. Okay. Um. And he he was he was killed in like the opening act, basically. Wow. Um. And like his death was like in their healing room with um Professor X and Magneto, basically telling him he fucked up. It's all his fault, and he's not going to get brought back to life until all this shit's over. Because hmm. they um I think we I think we talked about it when they initially launched this stuff. Mutants can't die anymore. Yeah. They they just like. Basically, Professor X backs up their most recent memories and whatnot before yeah, like they, they die. Th- there's like a, basically an automatic backup every so often of every mutant's consciousness. Huh. And then there are five mutants who, when they kind of work in tandem, can create like a, like a new husk of a person. Um, and then Professor X uploads their memories to them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they basically, it, it's kind of twofold. They have a backup of their memory, and then they also have a sample of their DNA. So this way, like, literally, they, they rebuild the person's body, but they do it um, in, like, a time lapse. One of the char- one of the, the, the people involved in it controls time, but can literally control pockets of time in a specific place. So she can create just a pool of time that flows faster. So rather than this thing having to, like, age from, like, an embryo to an adult, in real time, it's just instant, basically. Yeah, and that, that was all explained in the House of X, House of M books, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what they've done with this whole um, X of Swords storyline is they found a wrinkle in that, so death actually matters at the moment. Um, if a mutant dies in Otherworld, they're still able to be brought back, but something's, like, broken in the resurrection. Um, one of, there's, like, there was, like, he was, like, a minor Generation X mid-2000s character, maybe New X-Men or something like that, called Rockslide that they, they murdered in, like, the opening book, and when they resurrected him, his memories got corrupted going back into him. So it didn't make, it wasn't, like, a pet cemetery thing where, like, he came back evil when he used to be good. Um, he literally doesn't have any of his same memories. Yeah. Um, so they think that because Otherworld sits sort of between all of the different realities of the, of the multiverse, that he is some sort of amalgamation of D- 
different rock slides from different universes all kind of, like, jammed together. Weird. Yeah, so, like, if they die, they're not going to ever be themselves again. Yeah. Um, and the whole point of this story is there are ten mutants that have to get ten swords to go battle the ten people of this other place that want to kill them all and take over Krakoa. Okay. Um, the ruler of Otherworld is this powerful lady whose name I don't remember that can, um, she is more powerful than all of them. So she doesn't really give a fuck who wins or dies. Um, and if they try to fuck with her land, she'll just end them immediately. Mm -hmm. So she set up the rules for this and gave like a weird little prophecy sort of slogan to like a riddle of who the mutants are that have to do it. So it's like, like Wolverine is one of them and Storm and Magic and, um, Safer and Cable. And they all had to basically go find a sword that meant something to them in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, Wolverine's was the, the Marasama blade or however you say it. It's, it was a sword that can actually cut through adamantium. Yeah. Um, and Storm had to go get the, the original vibranium blade that was forged in Wakanda by like the first king of Wakanda. Which is also, like, a holy relic to them. <laughs> so she stole it and is no longer welcome there. Yeah. And, like, magic just has, like, her giant magical sword from Limbo. And shit like that. Um, it's been interesting, though. So far, like, every issue is sort of them going... Like, it, every issue follows a character from their specific books. So, like, Marauders followed Storm. Um, the Cable book followed Cable. Wolverine followed Wolverine, etc. Um, in getting their individual swords and then, like, going to the place where they will be transported to this battle in Otherworld when it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think it's eight or nine issues that have released up to today. Two, one or two more issues came out today, so there, they might be up to ten or eleven. Um, but, like, this is exactly what is wrong with event comics. That's kind of why I wanted to talk about it more than anything. Um, while it's cool and it's an interesting story, if you don't read all of these books... You now have to buy one to two issues of all of these books to actually get the story. Yeah. It's not like some of the, the more traditional events where, you know, uh, the I, I wrote it on the thing, but DC's Dark Dark Knight's Death Metal or um, like War of the Realms or Empire for Marvel, they have their core series. Like there's like issues one through six or whatever of this core event with all the tie-ins that make it obnoxious. Yeah. This isn't like that. If you don't read every issue over the next month or two, maybe three months of X-Men and New Mutants and Marauders and so on and so forth, you're going to miss a key part of the story and have no fucking clue what's going on, which means there's zero reason for you to buy the issues of the books that you do read if you don't intend to buy all of them. Yeah, it's that's obnoxious. It's insane. Like, I mean, 22 books isn't that much. But it's still, like, it's 22 books that, like, maybe 10 of them you'd never would buy. But you figure, so, at 22 books, point ninety nine, that's still $87? Yeah. Assuming all the books are just three ninety nine, which I haven't looked at the prices, but... So, the, the three kind of, like, interstitial books, I believe, are all longer books. So, they're probably 4 or five ninety nine. Yeah. And a lot of these issues have been longer than 22 pages. Um, some of them... Have, some of them are in like the the 30s and 40s even, which yeah. means they're probably not 3.99. They're probably 4.99, maybe 5.99. So now that price is well over a hundred dollars for all of these books. And maybe you only read the, the core X Men book, which I think two or three of those are part of this. Yeah. 
Or maybe you only re- read Marauders, which has one or two. Like, you're going from maybe spending 10 bucks to having to spend over 100 to actually follow a story in a book you've been reading for at least a year. Yeah. And, like, it's, that's super it's, shitty. It's nuts, and it's it's just, like, it's terrible, and it's obnoxious. And it's a shame, because it is a good, like, it's it's been an interesting yeah. story, but it would, would have been served better to have its own core book that was, you know, the six to eight issues that these events usually are, and then if people really give a fuck about how each of these characters gets their sword, have it be, like, a separate tie-in, the way they do for a lot of them. Yeah, like, I, that's the one thing I do like about DC, is when they do have these events, they tend to turn them into animated, like, movies, although they might verge from the source material a little bit, or diverge from it just a little bit, they still tend to have, like, these big events in movies. And this is something I'm kind of interested in. I've always loved X-Men, but just X-Men is so obscure that I don't want to try to read it. And then on top of this, like, this seems cool, I want to just watch it. But they're not going to make, like, an animated series on this. I know they won't. No, they definitely won't. Marvel doesn't tend to focus on the animated series. or the No, they definitely don't. And it's one of those, like, like DC's, like, the, the Dark Knight's death metal right now. It's got a bunch of tie-ins. Mm-hmm. All of those tie-ins do not replace any of the monthly books, though. Yeah. So, there, there was a, a Flash-centric tie-in um, that actually acted as sort of a an epilogue to the the most previous run that the, um, the writer did. He, he wrote, I, I want to say, over 100 issues of The Flash, and then the, the, the death metal tie-in he wrote also and it's sort of like it wasn't necessary to finish his run but it was kind of like like a farewell to his run in a way but the regular monthly flash book is still running like it didn't yeah it's not tied into to that story at all it's still doing its own thing yeah and meanwhile this book it's like oh nope yeah for the next 19 book issues of x-men you're fucked like either read all of these or don't bother reading them at all because the book's going to make zero fucking sense to you yeah because i didn't so I didn't even, I knew that, but I didn't realize what the order was at first, and I actually opened, uh, I think, X-Factor up, and the first page of X-Factor is, in, like, it's a direct follow-up to what happens on the previous issue, which I think was the, the X of Swords creation, mm-hmm. where, like, a bunch of injured and dying characters are brought through a portal. Like, yeah, there was no explanation for that or anything, that's just how the book opens. Yeah, it's just, that sucks. It's so annoying. Yeah. Uh, also, in the bad news category, Fast well, and Furious is going to be ending with movie 11. Before we get into that, I will just double back. Oh, uh, sorry. The the character, and surprisingly, after looking at this uh, list, the only character I had never heard of in the Marvel Universe was this one character, was Elsa Bloodstone. Oh, okay. I know who that is. Yeah. She, uh, that, she was the one I, I was like, well, maybe she was part of, uh, Excalibur, but she never was. But she is kind of like, according to the wiki, wiki, she's kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I turn on and say she's kind of like Van Helsing. She freaking hunts demons and stuff. And I mean, there's, there's like 30 different people in the Marvel Universe that hunt demons, so. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if I, the last time I saw her in a book, if I remember correctly, um, she's, she's violent and sarcastic and british if i remember correctly yes yes she's very, she's yeah her abilities are expert expert marksman superhuman strength speed durability endurance regenerative healing factor immunity to vampire bites and use of mystical items uh she tends to use guns um she's been in a lot since her initial 2001 was when she came out 
And it was, uh, Bloodstone was her first book. And then, uh, Marvel Monsters, Next Wave, The Initiative, Legion of Monsters, Marvel Now, Avengers Undercover, Axis, Civil War 2, and Monsters Unleashed. So she's been in a lot. Like, yeah. I guess, crossover. Yeah. Um. But, but back to, back to the family. Yeah. So, Fast and Furious, the core series, is gonna end with movie 11. Okay. So, so we technically have three more movies to go, cause nine is scheduled to come out next year. Nice. I mean, it's a, I mean, I'm surprised it took this many movies, but they're money makers, so I'm also not surprised. I mean, they're money makers now. Like, I think there was that little lull between, um, with three and four where they didn't really make money. It was, yeah, Fast and Furious 2, I think, didn't get reviewed all that well. So oh, because it's fucking terrible. It's the worst so, movie in the series. So then, when 3 came out, that's why they had, like, all new characters besides Han. And, like, well, no, I, I mean, guess... The Tokyo Drift was all new characters, because even Han at the time hadn't been in anything else. I'm Han, pretty sure... Han was not part of the crew. He wasn't in Fast and Furious 1? No, he, he was introduced in Tokyo Drift... Um, he was part of Dom's crew in South, in, in South America or Mexico, um, between Fast and Furious 1 and 2. Or, like, 1 and 3, I guess, because Dom wasn't in 2 either. So, like, at the end of Fast and Furious 1, Dom leaves, and at some point, like, Letty gets, goes and follows him, and then those two, um, I think they're Mexican guys? The, the ones that were in, like, five, and the money, they, they, they lost it all at the casino table. Um, and, like, Han and some other people were part of, like, his, like, Mexican-South American crew. When they were, like, stealing, like, gas tankers and shit off of, like, mountain roads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tokyo Drift didn't make much money. I'm pretty sure Fast and Furious didn't make as much either. But it made more because it had the star power, well, quote-unquote star power, um, with yeah. uh, all the, the original characters returning. Yeah, the whole original. Basically, the whole original cast. I mean, the characters that you cared about, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, the last two installments are reported to be directed by Justin Lin, who, he is, he directed Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, and Fast and Furious Six. Yeah. Um, so those are probably the best four movies in the series. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's good news. He also, he directed Fast Nine, that comes out next year, um, which is in post-production now, so... Hopefully that movie is decent and that they finish it off strong. It was, it was, let's see, Fast 6 was when they fought the plane, right? Was it Fast 6? Yeah. Or was that? Yeah, yeah, so Fast 5 is South America, um, where, Rio, Brazil, where they drag the safe through, through, through the, the city. city. Um, Fast 6 is where, um, they fight a tank with some cars and then they chase a plane for, I don't know, 300 miles on the ground. And that's, that wasn't Walker's last. Walker's last was seven. Yeah, which was what was Fast Seven. Seven was all over the place, but the most memorable scene is um, Brian and Dom driving a like one of a kind race car um, through buildings in Dubai and like jumping from building to building. Right. Yeah, and that had uh, Ronda Rousey in it. Yeah, and that was the, and... that was the first one with Jason Statham. That was how we found out that um, he was responsible for Han's apparent death. Yeah, that was that was that was the first one after Han's death. That's right. Yeah. Cuz that and it then, opens up with the what well, doesn't open up exactly, but the beginning of the movie is actually the end of Tokyo Drift where Dom yeah. goes to Tokyo and talks to um Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Man, those movies, they're great. Yeah, they're something. Uh 
So just because it's ending though, uh, the core series, uh, there's still spinoff possibilities. Uh, mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw made a lot of money, so there's there's talks for a sequel of that, as well as a female-led spinoff. Okay. So you know, there, there's other stuff possible. Maybe bring back uh, Dom's sister. Take and and have uh, her she in. is in Fast Nine, if I remember correctly. Was she? I mean, it's not out yet. Right. Like, I, I'm pretty sure she is supposed to be in this one, though. But, like, it, it's hard to bring her back for any real reason when she's not a, like, a racer the way the rest of them are. She she could race. She could drive. They showed in a few of the she movies. She could drive, that. but she was not like the rest of them. True. Like. I mean, but she's been living all alone with Brian for all this time. He definitely could have taught her. I mean, that's possible, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, it's hard to, like, I'm all for bringing her back, but it's one of those, it's like, how do you bring her back and not the guy that's actually the es- expert racer? And, and and also, like, we already just went over stranger, more unrealistic things have happened in these series. Nothing unrealistic has happened so far. I, I don't think a, uh, a, a airplane, um, uh, what, uh, uh, landing pad, whatever it is, is ten and a half minutes long going at top speed. We don't know what Europe does. <laughs> also, it is completely reasonable that The Rock was able to pick up a torpedo and turn it around. Like that, or the fact that he fell off of a uh, like twenty fifth story window and landed on his back, and all he did was broke his arms. It was it was a second story window, buddy. I thought it was higher. No, it was a second story window, and he fell onto the roof of a car. Still, though. Second story window, and all he did was broke his, barely broke his arms, because within a week, he was able to flex and break those casts off. I think there's actually more time between those, between all that than you think. He was still in the hospital. That's the thing. Yeah, because he fell out of a, and he didn't just fall, he got blown out of a second story window. Yeah, but it, exactly. He got blown out of a second story window. He shouldn't have even been alive. Dude, but a second-story was... window is not that far. Yeah, like, I would, I would you could literally come out of your house story. and jump out of the second-story window <laughs> and probably be fine. <laughs> I, 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 it has to have been higher. But it, it's not the fact that he jumped out. He got blown out, like, exploded out. Like, it had somebody, he was holding on to somebody who he landed on his back and they landed on him and they came out unscathed. Like, that's... I. I, we need Mythbusters to get on this shit to figure out if it's actually possible to survive that. So, in in The Dark Knight, Batman falls from an actual skyscraper onto his back while holding somebody. Both of them completely fine. Yeah, it's unrealistic. I'm, I'm not just saying, it's unrealistic. Yes, no, that is unrealistic. A two-story fall, not that big of a deal. Especially for, like, a, tr- a trained operative. Like, he, I'm, I'm sure he knows how to fall. That was, what, fast... That was Four? Fast Seven. What? No. Yes, that's how fa- that was one of the op- that was Jason Statham attacking. He was going after all the people responsible for his brother in Six. So it opened up like The Rock was in his office. Um, Chris Hemsworth's wife, whose name I can't remember right now, um, came in asking for like the transfer, and then the dude attacked, and they both got blown out of the window. That was that was Fast Five then. No, that was Fast Seven because Fast Six is when Owen Shaw gets fucked, and Jason Satham is Deckard Shaw, Owen Shaw's brother. I have to rewatch them. Because I, 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 the, the one he fell is the one where they're home. They're back in California. Yeah, and so like, in four, he, four is um, Brian is an FBI agent again. 
Dom comes up to to California from South America because Letty died, and they're right. both going after the same drug guy and, that was responsible for it. And then five is immediately after where they are on the run. Yeah, like Brian and Nate break him run. out of the right, right. of the police cruiser. They head to South America. They meet up with Vince. The Rock shows up. Elena is is the character's name. Um, Hemsworth's wife. Um, is is like a, a cop in Brazil. She teams up with The Rock. She falls for Dom. They end up working with The Rock by the end because the actual bad guy killed all of The Rock's men and he wasn't having that. Um, and then six is where The Rock hires them to help him take down Owen Shaw. And then seven is when they get the pardon and they all get to go home. I completely. I had man. At the end, I thought, I thought I thought that happened a lot sooner. I thought The Rock was a like more of a good guy. Well, not good guy. He is a good guy in all of them, but like more on their team a lot sooner. No, and Dang. so their pardon actually happens at the end of six, and that's where like they're all having the barbecue at the end because that's um that's where where the best ad lib in the series came from, where. The Rock's walking in, and Tyrese says, you better hide your baby shower. And The Rock says something about Tyrese's giant forehead. And Ludacris is drinking something and actually does a spick take because it was so unexpected. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those movies are something. They are. They absolutely are. And then somehow in Fast 8, they, they managed to use a bunch of cars to block an explosion from killing Dom. That's a weird one. Yeah. I don't fully remember. It's been... It, I mean, it's only been like two and a half years since I... Two or three years since I've watched them all. Because I think seven was 15 and eight was 17. Yeah, I mean, I saw Fate in 2018. So it was 2017 when I watched them all. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, but yeah, we're only going to get three more Fast and Furious movies. Three more core Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, the, fa- the family's breaking up. Yep. Um. So Dexter... Is getting revived next year. Did, did either of you guys watch Dexter? No, I've like no. never had Showtime. So yeah, the same here. I I watched it on. I want to say it was on Netflix. It was, and I think it might still. Be, it's it is it is it is on. Is it on Netflix? I think. Yeah, so it was Dexter and Weeds were both Showtime shows that were on Netflix. That like I never had Showtime, but I watched both of those on Netflix. Yeah, it's available on Netflix now. Cool. Um. And it's pretty much available everywhere that has premium subscriptions because it's still available for Showtime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's a good show up until like the last two seasons. That's what I hear. Yeah, like the so the good news is with this revival, um, Michael C. Hall, who played Dexter, is on board, and so is Clyde Phillips, that was the showrunner for the first four seasons, which are arguably the best seasons. Yeah, because it was kind of like after four is where they had two more showrunners. Like one guy was around for I think just season five. And then the last guy was actually, the the guy that was the showrunner, I think, for the last two seasons was also the showrunner that did the really shitty first season of um, Iron Fist. Okay. So, that guy just has a bad track record at this point. Hopefully, he never gets another TV show. Yeah. Um, they don't have a ton of info out yet. Um, it's going to be 10 episodes, though. It's scheduled for 2021. It's supposed to take place several years after the original ending, which the ending is what everyone particularly hates. It was a really bad ending. Um, it involved Lumberjack Dexter, without giving too much away. Did it, uh, just fade to black, or just cut to black? <laughs> no. No, it, it was actually worse than that. Was it all a dream? Well, it was worse than that, too. Um. Look, at least it, those oh. things are things that where it's like, okay, you're kind of like, the just a dream part, like, like, that's classic at this point. Um, the fade to black from The Sopranos is kind of one of those, like, you're, you're, you're kind of left to your own, own thoughts on that one. But this was very much a, here, here's a very 
definitive ending that is just pure shit. Was it just all a video game? <laughs> what, what is that from? So there's a movie that came out in 2019 that stars uh, uh, McConaughey and uh, Hathaway. And um, it turns out that any scene with McConaughey is in a video game because he's his, he's dead in real life. And it's a son playing and it's a son like kind of living out his life and trying to escape from his abusive father. And it's just apparently it's twisty that it ends up being a, a, a video game at the end of it. Oh, that's fucking weird. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I, I just, uh, scrolling through Facebook the other day, it came up on multiple, like, weirdest twists and weirdest endings, uh, videos. And I just, I had to bring that up. Um, it gets even crazier. The son ends up killing his, uh, his abusive stepfather. So it's even crazier. All right, then. I, I haven't watched it. This is just from those videos. And I'm kind of interested in it. Yeah, that, that actually does sound like it could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, that final season of Dexter, like, even the people involved in it, like, Michael C. Hall has come out on record that he does not like the way that, that it ended. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is, obviously, this is not really a spoiler, but, like, he, he has flat out said he wished that Dexter would have just died rather than the ending that they did. Yeah. Like, he would have preferred to just have the, the, the character die at the end. Um, but hopefully, this one will give it a, a new ending, which is what they're, they're saying. It's gonna act as, like, a new finale to it. Yeah, hold on, I'll be right back. Interesting. So, so was the ending, without saying more about the ending, was the ending just way too ambiguous about what happens to Dexter? No, no, it was actually incredibly definitive. Okay. Which is kind of, it was definitive and bad. So, like, the the last season in general was pretty fucking bad. Sure. Um, But yeah, it basically ends with, like, I mean, I guess minor spoilers, he basically runs away at the end. And the final scene is him eating pancakes in, like, a log cabin dressed up like a fucking um, lumberjack. It sounds, okay. sounds about uh, what a serial killer who kills serial, serial killers. Yeah, where it's, like, throughout the, throughout the course of that series, like, multiple people figured out what he was doing. Oftentimes, those people either died or something else happened to them. Um, but, like, he was a, um, like, a crime scene investigator that specialized in blood splatter analysis. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Um, and then, yeah, like Richie said, he, whenever they would find, like, serial killers, he would usually find them first and kill them. And he, right. he had a very, a very strict kind of, um, set of rules for it that his, his dad basically instilled it in him. Yeah. And I, I think he's adopted, I forget it, it's either him or his sister, one of them is adopted, if I remember correctly. I I'm pretty think- sure it's him. I think it was him. I, I didn't, I, I haven't seen all the episodes. I haven't seen half the episodes, but I, of what I have seen, I think it was him. But yeah, so his, his dad was like a, a really well-regarded cop yeah. when he was a kid. Um, and kind of figured out early on that like something was wrong with him. Um, and rather than like locking him away or something, he basically like instilled like a moral compass into somebody that does not have one. Um, like he he is he is a a psychopath. Like he has no real feelings or regrets or conscious conscient. Yeah, I I'm having trouble forming that word. He doesn't have a Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> conscious, conscience. Con- Thank you. It's yeah, a you, you have a problem with it too. It's a stupid word. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So like the the whole series, it's like he he never kills any. I don't think he kills anybody that doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Um. But like he he cuts everybody up and like he dump he has a boat specifically to dump them in in like the ocean out off of the coast of Miami and shit like he's got it down to a science. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, he, he had a kill room, and he, like... No, no, he didn't have a kill room. He would make a kill room every time oh, yeah, he was doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he would, like, rent a storage space or something, and kind of like, uh, uh, have you watched Santa Clarita Diet? Yeah, I actually really liked that show. Yeah. It's a shame it got canceled. It is. Uh, so, like, whenever they would, like, kill someone, they would do the same thing, like, rent a storage locker, cover it in plastic, and kill them. Yeah, but he would also, if I'm trying to, I might be getting some of this wrong, because it has been, like, six years since I watched it. I think he would actually um, cover the room in whatever their crimes were. So, like, pictures of, like, the people they killed or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, throughout the series, like, he kind of... He kind of grows a heart, in like, especially throughout like the first like four seasons, when like the like the Clyde Phillips was in charge of the show. Like he gets married, he has a kid. Like yeah. he's definitely broken still, and like he's not he's not even sure if he cares or if he's just doing what he thinks he's supposed to. But like you can tell, like he does care at some level. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm actually super excited for this. I depending on how they release it, like it's only ten episodes, so I might like wait for it to finish and then subscribe to like a month of showtime on something is that what it's gonna be on showtime yeah i mean i'm showtime still owns the rights to that as far as i know so maybe it'll be on netflix shortly after that too because the series is on it on there already yeah i don't know how quickly something like that happens like i don't know how fast those shows were moving to netflix after they aired before yeah um it's i'm sure at some point it'll end up there it's just a matter of will it be there like a month or two later or will it be there like a year later yeah, yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure Showtime wants to try and get something off of that cuz like what other fucking shows do they have that are popular? Um I don't know. I don't think if any I don't think they really have anything. Yeah, like the only two things I can specifically think of are Dexter and Weeds. And yeah. both of them have been over for close to a decade. Um Weeds actually Weeds got um a revival in the works too if I remember correctly. I I'm not sure. I don't know. That's also a good show, but a very different show. Yeah. Also good until, like, the last season. The last season, if I remember correctly, was actually kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, Rich, you watched another Godzilla movie. Yeah, so you know what is good? Godzilla raids again. Um, Hard disagree, but you go ahead. You've never watched it. They all look bad. I mean, they're from 1955. I know, that's bad. I don't want to watch a movie that's... Uh, it's in black and white and Japanese subtitled. You would hate it. Um, I don't mind subtitles. I don't really like black and white, though. Uh, well, the next movie that I'm going to watch this weekend is the first Godzilla movie that's in color. Um, but yeah, uh, 1955, a year after Godzilla, uh, they released Godzilla Raids again, where basically a different Godzilla. It's not the same. It's a different Godzilla that was awoken by the nuclear tests, had been awoken, and they saw it in, in the ocean, and it happened to kill... No, it didn't do anything to people. But it was fighting uh, uh, the monster called Agrius, which is uh, like a... What's this? The dinosaur with all the spikes on its back? Stegosaurus? No, like, like it's not just down its back. It's like it's got a shell with spikes covering it. Agriosaurus? Ang- probably that's what it is, because it's called Angri- Angrius. They, they said what it was in the movie. I can't remember. But like the first sighting of Godzilla is him fighting Angri- Agrius. And then, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Godzilla's coming towards Osaka in Japan. So they try to figure out a way to keep him from going to Osaka and causing trouble. And uh, in doing so, they're able to push Godzilla off. But Agrius then comes onto the land, so then Godzilla goes and fights it. So it's like the first kaiju big battle. 
And it is some of the most ridiculous, funny-looking battles. Because they just had these people, like, kind of shaking and bumping into each other. And then fast-forwarded it in the background to make it look even more ridiculous. Um, and it's, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, not really as much as what I expected after having had seen the first Godzilla last week. Or two weeks ago. Because, like, the first Godzilla was actually a lot more dramatic and serious and all about, like... Took, it was more about, like, not using a powerful weapon that could be deadly and, like, recovering from the nuclear blast in, uh, uh, Hiroshima and, and, and Nagasaki. I believe, yeah. Like, this one was just like, oh, Godzilla's a thing and now he's back and he's fighting a giant monster. And then, oh, he beat the giant monster, but he's still around and we have to find a way to stop him from being around. So let's just, catch him, get him caught up in, like, they've, he, he, Godzilla happened to go to an island, and there was just, like, this crevice in an island where, he, like, he couldn't climb up, and it was just all icy and covered in ice and snow, and so they just decided to carpet bomb the place to get the snow, ice, and rocks to avalanche on him high enough to cover him and, and kill him. It's, it was ridiculous, and, like, that whole final sequence of them trying to, like, capture him in that, like, area in in on the island took up more than half or maybe more than a quarter of the movie and it was basically just them showing scenes of them bombing the sides and coming up with a plan to bomb the sides of the island it was dumb but it was fantastic um the the costume for godzilla looked a lot better than the costume in the previous one and you got a lot more godzilla time in this one so in the first Godzilla, there was roughly four minutes. I was going to say, one, I thought you said that the, that he was only in it for a little while. Yeah, this one, I, I, I'd I, have to look it up, but I would say probably a good, like, 10 to 15 minutes of Godzilla, which is, like, I mean, it's two-thirds more time, or not two, it's th- almost three times, or more than three times as much time as he had in the previous movie. It's funny for a movie that with Godzilla in the title how little Godzilla is in the movies. Well, in, in the... In the this one, like it's in both of these, they're an hour and a half long. So like fifteen minutes for this, not that bad. Like because it, like they do focus a lot on like the people. It's not as much Godzilla as much as it is the people dealing with Godzilla and Godzilla doing the things he's doing. In the first one, for sure, it was like oh, like you barely got to see Godzilla. He was like kind of hidden and like always obscured throughout most of the movie whenever you would see him. And it is it was more of just like one of those like how do people deal with a monstrosity such as uh so like it, it's more like it's not what you would think like a Godzilla movie would be nowadays, but it was like the original monster movies. Like yeah. I don't okay. know. It, yeah, it's it, it's good though, and I and I like it. Um but this one was was just as good. Uh next or this this weekend uh, if, if, when I get a chance to watch it, hopefully I don't have a, a smoothie dog at the time. Um, it, it will be, uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla. And it's, Wow, did, did that really happen, like, third? It happened third, but it's about five years, five to ten years after. I think it might be eight years, it's like, nine, it's like 1963 or something like that. I have to look it up real quick. Wait, so when did, like, Mothra and Ghidra and all of those fight Godzilla? Uh, after Godzilla vs. King Kong, or King Kong vs. Godzilla. But, like, all that stuff was in the 60s? Uh, yes. So oh, wow. I'm, pull- I'm pulling it up. Um, so, Toho, it's all the Toho films, all the original Godzilla films, 
The first one is 54 and 55 was Godzilla Raids Again. 62 is King Kong vs. Godzilla. And then uh, 64 has Mothra vs. Godzilla as well as Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, which has Ghidorah, Rodan, and Mothra in it. Does that also have Godzilla in it? Yeah, it's a Godzilla movie. It's Godzilla fighting Ghidorah, and Rodan and, and Mothra are both in it. And then um, 65 is Invasion of Astro Monster, which again has King Ghidorah and Rodan in it. And then uh, 66 is Ebra Horror of the Deep, which has Ebra, Mothra, and the Okonodoru, which I have no idea what that is. Now, are you going to go back and watch some of like the other monster movies that are tied into that, like the original Mothra movie or anything? I mean, I don't know if they're available anywhere. I'd have to look for it, and it's I like that would be a little bit too much at the moment because I'm probably gonna have to rent them and pay them to watch them. Maybe at some point, but like this Godzilla Mothra vs Godzilla kind of explains Mothra's origin, and not like for now it's just a a Godzilla movie marathon because I think Mothra prior to or after this movie didn't have any more of its own movies. Yeah, so I, I just checked Amazon. So the original Mothra movie from 62 mm-hmm. um, is rentable for three ninety nine. Yeah. So, like, all of them, all of, like, the, the monster movies that are not Godzilla, I'm going to have to rent. And there's a number of Godzilla movies that I still have to rent because it's not available. Anything after uh, 75, I'm going to have to rent. So I don't know if I'm going to continue doing those. Oh, I thought all of these were on HBO Max. No, like, not, even, not like the, I thought all the Godzilla ones. No, even like King Kong vs. Godzilla, not on HBO Max. Uh, and then I think it's Destroy All Monsters. No, All Monsters Attack is not on there as, uh, either. Well, that's dumb. Yeah, so like the, the third movie and the tenth movie in the series are not on there. And then everything from uh, 84 on is not on there either, and I have to, like, rent those. So, like, I might skip around for those ones, because there's one I've been looking at called Shin Godzilla. came out in 2016. It's got the weirdest fucking-looking Godzilla in the world, but it's so interesting what they did with that movie that, like, I do want to watch it. And then um, the the Godzilla animated, like, CG animated Godzilla movies that they made for Netflix that came out in 2017 and 18. There's three parts to it. I didn't realize that those were Toho Godzilla films. And so I tried to watch the first one. I didn't like it and fell asleep halfway through, but I want to try to watch <laughs> that one and the other two again. Some fan you are. It wasn't that good. It really wasn't. It, it, was, it sounds like a Godzilla movie to me. I mean, it was it was worse than Godzilla 1. Like, And Godzilla 1 had Godzilla for four minutes. The only good Godzilla movie is 1998's Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. <laughs> you can You can just... No. Just no. But it no. led it led to the animated series where Matthew Broderick befriended the baby Godzilla, no. and it grew up and helped protect New York City. No, just, just no. I remember that one that series because the boat had weird fins on it that made it go faster when it pulled off the water. Yep, and it was best thing to ever have Godzilla. And I already said this uh, last uh, last week, but the uh, 2004's Godzilla: Final War has Godzilla fighting Zilla, which is 2008's or 1998's American Godzilla. Now, is it actually the 98 Godzilla or is it baby Godzilla from the animated series grown up? It's it is a model. It is modeled after 98's Godzilla. But it could could still be the Godzilla from the animated series then. No, no, no. Because the Godzilla from the animated series 
did not look like what... No, it did look like what the Godzilla looked like in the in the movie, didn't it? Yeah, it I did. Have look, I have to look it up. I mean, it was obviously, like, a little more cartoon... I mean, it was entirely cartoonish, but it, it, lo- it was easier to tell what it looked like because it was a cartoon instead of a, a movie from 1998 where they tried to darken and muddy everything to not show that it was fake. Yeah. So, uh, like... The, the Godzilla from the movie looks, actually still looks more different, way more different than the Godzilla in the series. Um, but like, it still has the same, like, elongated, weird, elongated features, whereas Godzilla's always standing upright. The, the Godzilla from 98 and the cartoon stands, like, kind of flat, like a T-Rex. Okay. Yeah. So, like, even in, uh, the Godzilla Final Wars, the Zilla that is supposed to be, the 98 Godzilla, he stands a little bit more upright and less flat. But, like, from what I hear, he, he wrecks him within, like, 30 seconds. Because, like, that's just basically Toho saying, this was shit. Fuck United States. I'm killing it. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about Godzilla? I love Godzilla, so just be prepared to hear about Godzilla every week. Unless I stop watching Godzilla movies. Hopefully you stop. I won't. <laughs> Uh, Drew, so you, uh, you played some NHL 21? Yeah, uh, NHL 21 fully released, uh, last Friday, uh, a month later than usual, although with everything going on in the prior NHL season not ending until, like, the end of last month, that's not surprising they pushed the game back a month, at least. And, like, rosters aren't even up to date, although I guess, I wonder if they pushed out a roster update. But, but yeah, uh, my brother and a bunch of his friends all decided to get it again this year after taking off last year, and we've played a bunch of the EA Sports Hockey League mode. That game feels like it hasn't changed in, like, 12 years. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it in the game? Uh, yes. EA Sports. It's in the game. They don't do that anymore, do they? No, no they, they don't. do. It, it, do yes, they? They, they 100% do. <laughs> For some reason, I thought they stopped doing that. Nope, it's the very first thing you see when you boot that game up. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, we'll have games where we play really well, we'll have games where we get completely curb stomped by people who've clearly played those games way more and figured out all the dumb bullshit in them. It's fine. It it just feels exactly like NHL has felt since, like, 2007. Yeah. Or whenever, I'm pretty sure, oh... Eight is the year they introduced the skill stick, and, like, they add little bits and pieces to it, and just nothing makes it super feel that different. So, what looks more realistic? The MLB cardboard cutouts, or the audience in NHL 21? Hmm. I don't know. So, you mean, like, the ones that they've put into the actual baseball stands during or yeah, yeah, football like the, stands. The, yeah the baseball stand covid like cardboard uh-huh. cutouts yeah um i mean i guess the fans in nhl because they move nice but nice. like i don't know that's do, do, do they filter in crowd noise i mean the nhl was the actual nhl was using ea sports nhl's crowd noise right during right. their their bubble playoff think, thing so and i think mlb did the same thing right or not, not mlb uh, uh nba uh yeah, i i'm not 100 percent, but i 
feel like I remember hearing that they were using NBA 2K as crowd noise. And it, with ads and everything. <laughs> Man, that's crazy what's been going on with that game. Yeah, really. Is, is it? With, I, I, I haven't... So, I really don't have too much more to say about NHL. It's the same. It feels fine most of the time. It could be better. Would it, would it be a good jumping on point for somebody who hasn't played NHL games? Uh... No, 2002 would probably be the best place for that. <laughs> um, if, if you want to, if, if you want to jump right into like the stick handling, 2007 probably is 07 the one that added the skill stick. Actually, I think it might have been 08 because I know it's, I know it came uh, out when I was at GameSpot or GameStop. It, yeah, it, it's definitely 07 or 08. It was definitely a PS3 one. I think it might have been 08. Don't remember because I want to say it came out. So I worked. I started at GameStop summer of 07. So I want to say it was NHL 08 from that year. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, sounds sounds right. I mean, it's as fine of a jump in point as any. Like, yeah, Thir- 13, 2013 had uh, Claude Giroux on the cover. True. I'll get that one. I think this it was PS3 only. <laughs> no, that have been on 3C as well. But... Oh, I, I meant that generation. Like it was. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's as fine as jumping in as any other point on any sports game. It's not... There's sports games. There's... Yeah. I, I'm, I've been thinking of getting the next Madden because I kind of want more sports. I, I miss not having sports or not being able to really, truly, fully follow sports. Uh, and I have a feeling that the fucking Tennessee Titans is going to cause the league to completely shut down. That I'm like, might as well just get Madden. And this way I've got football. I mean, honestly, if you just wait a little while, um, by like December, they usually run some pretty good sales on the current Madden. Because mm-hmm. it's um, yeah. towards the end of the season. So that, theory. Yeah, so like you, you'll you probably be able to pick up Madden for a yeah. decent it, price. It depends on if I can play against friends who are using Madden on their PS4 when I'm using my PS5. Uh, I don't a hundred percent know. Yeah. Assume, I mean, I don't know the probably not or not. Like, I'm I'm just ass- in, until it's confirmed. Yeah. I just assume not, especially with Sony because they seem to be having trouble with that stuff just being standard across the board. Yeah. And I mean, it's EA. EA one. EA is a very greedy company in a lot of ways, um, especially when it comes to the sports titles. Yeah. True. So is 2K, as we, we were kind of starting to talk about with uh, yeah. NBA 2K. <laughs> so what's going on with NBA? I have no idea. So NBA 2K21, it is a $60 at minimum game. So it's, just to clarify, it's $60 current gen, $70 next gen. Yes. Or you could have paid, what, 100 to get the current gen version with the upgrade to the next gen? Something like that, when yeah. When it comes out, the... the Mamba edition or whatever. Yeah, it came with a bunch yeah. of other stuff, but that was yeah. basically that. That was the upgrade path if you wanted to do that. Yeah. Uh, so full price game. They have just added unskippable advertisements into the game. Are like legit advertisements and not like fake advertisements. Yes. And like, are they like just like in the music in the background, or is like when you go to load up a game, you have to see the same fucking uh ad for Verizon Files that Gaten Maserato's in on Hulu, like, that, those kind of ads. It seems like it's, like, between quarters. I, I mean, I haven't seen 
the entire actual uh, stuff on it. But it, it, I mean, when they say unskippable ads, it certainly doesn't sound like it's something that's in the background. Oh my god. So, look, I just pulled up the GameSpot article on this. So this is actually from today because there was a little bit of an update to it. So NBA 2K21 up an update to NBA 2K21 added unskippable ads for the Oculus Quest 2, placing them on a loading screen as players waited for matches to begin. Many saw this as a greedy move on publisher 2K Games' part, but the company has offered an apology. Um, in a post on the official NBA 2K Twitter account, the company said it has put advertisements into 2K TV segments before, but they weren't intended to be part of the pre-game introduction. That will be fixed with newer episodes, and it should make them less invasive. So, apparently they fucked up with where they put them, but they intend to just keep putting them in there. Okay. Which, if you're paying $70 for a fucking game, there shouldn't be advertisements in it. Like, but that's the thing, like, if the advertisement is, like, in the loading screen or whatever, I don't blame it as long as the loading screen, the advertisement stops as soon as the game is loaded. But if, like... The advertisement keeps going even after the game is loaded, and you have to finish the ad in order to get into the fucking game, then that's fucked up. But if it's, like, a single cell, like, hey, check out McDonald's, uh, what's, who's that, who's that famous person that has his own meal on McDonald's now? I don't, I can't remember. But check out McDonald's famous person meal, and it's just the screen image while the game's loading? I, I wouldn't be no, mad at that. I think they're actual video commercials. Yeah. Which means the game is fucking using extra bandwidth to do that shit while it's trying to load the game. Like, it's com- oh. it's completely ridiculous and should not be happening. That's stupid. Like, ads on a free-to-play game or, like, on a cheap game with, like, microtransactions are is one thing. Yeah. When you have to pay full price just to play this fucking game, there should not be advertisements in it at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's yeah. bullshit. Absolutely. Uh, where were we? Uh, yeah. Real quick, it doesn't seem like Madden on either console will have cross-generation play. Yeah, see, I didn't think so. Yeah. All right, so then I probably won't get Madden. So, like that. So you can I mean, play you're not PS5, finished. but not PS4, and Series X won't play with Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, I feel like I heard that the, this year's Madden wasn't very good either. Nah, people have really been shitting on this year's yeah. Madden. I mean. The, the the people that I would be getting Madden probably were playing last year's Madden anyway because they don't get ga- new games every year. But like they have a whole league that they do, and they tend to go like like two weeks every week or something like that because they just play so much or they play one game every other day. All right. Um. So there's been um some politicians getting involved in video games over the last week. Let's Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> But surprisingly, Pokemon hasn't been part of it. I yet. know, like, but I was just reminding people that, like, when politics and video games get together, that's the worst of it. So, neither of these things have actually been all that bad. Exactly. Um, so, so Joe Biden's campaign has an Animal Crossing island that you can go visit. Not the first politician to do that. No, but, I mean, I, I, it's the first presidential candidate I know of that's done yeah, it. This is true. Um... And it's also, I don't know, well, no, I mean, you could always visit people's islands in previous games, or visit people's towns in previous games, but, like, yeah. like I don't know, New Horizons just, like, I think blew up more than other Animal Crossing games to where this is, like, more of a, like, noted thing. Well, it did, because, I mean, this is also the first, 
Um, this is the first Animal Crossing on a console that is actually connected to the internet, or that can yeah. actually connect to the internet. And yeah. also the first Animal Crossing to come out in the middle of a pandemic. Not to <laughs> least, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it's the first Animal Crossing on a console since the GameCube, so... No, they had a Wii, ver- a Wii version. Did they? Either Wii or Wii U. Yeah, um, City Folk. I did not realize. Yeah. The, the um, definitely an Animal Crossing on Wii, because it had the microphone attachment you could buy for it. Yeah. Like, that you just sat under your TV or whatever. Oh, I mean, that, that microphone... Uh, attachment was just for their online capabilities. I had that with Monster Hunter. I mean, it originally came out with Animal Crossing and was bundled with it. Uh, Monster Hunter 3 was bundled with it as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, City Folk was, was Wii. I just looked it up on games. Yeah. Uh, so, this island, the Biden Island, uh, it was debuted on a stream by uh, Kind of Funny co-founder Greg Miller and um, Gary Witta from... <laughs> Animal Talking, and who wrote Star Wars Rogue One, mm-hmm. which is just fucking weird. Um, apparently, so I just took a bunch of notes based on like the article I was reading about it. Um, apparently, most of his residents are dogs because Biden loves dogs. Sure, <laughs> so, I, mean, I, I would probably do the same if I didn't love the unique ones that I've been finding. Yeah, Biden, um, not Biden. I'm sorry. Game GameSpot's article said that um, it was pretty meticulously designed. With, like, a campaign office, polling places, stuff like that. Um, Biden's avatar on the island wanders around, and if you talk to him, he'll say, like, camp- campaign slogans like, no malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, il- the island has, like, yard signs, a field office, a basement full of model trains. <laughs> um, a polling place with voter information, an ice cream stand in front of Nook's Cranny. Um, it was definitely designed by somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Because... Um, even, like, little things, like, um, the back half of the island has a bunch of doghouses facing away from the camera, uh, with, like, windmills and stuff, so that it makes it, it's like a visual, um, effect that makes it look like the island is bigger, because doghouses from behind just look like the top of a, of a house that's far away. Yeah. Um, and it's available to go to on Dream Suite. Uh, the, the code, if anyone cares, is DA72865710. Seven four seven eight, um, and you yeah. can also you can also text them the letters AC, and you can get the code for a Biden campaign shirt for your villager. <laughs> Which I mean, I probably wouldn't do that, but I do want to go check out his island. I, I I'm kind of a little excited about this. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's actually a cool thing for a campaign to do. Yeah, like I, what if Trump did an island? It would just all be on fire. I mean, uh, he wouldn't do one, so... No, no, he wouldn't. If somebody, if somebody pitched that to him, he'd probably fire them. He, he'd be like, why aren't we taking taxes from this Animal Crossing? Pro- honestly, yes, probably. Animal um, Crossing Islands, I'm going to make a trade deal embargo with them. <laughs> uh, what, what's the term? What's the term? A tariff? Uh, tariffs! Tariffs on all of Animal Crossing! Oh, this fucking country. Um, so th- the other political thing with video games um new york congresswoman alexandria ocasio cortez Mm -hmm. uh played among us on twitch last night with a bunch of streamers yeah Mm -hmm. she has like two hundred and ninety nine thousand followers at this point so the the twitch stream itself pete like her specific one because all of the people she played with were streaming their own streams yeah um hers in particular peaked at four over four hundred and thirty thousand viewers Mm-hmm. Uh, which, according to IGN, is the most successful individual stream of all time. Yeah. Because um, so while 
while she was streaming with other people and you could hear the voice chat for other people, um, it was only her on screen and, and yeah. her gameplay. Whereas I think it was Ninja streamed with Drake where they were both on his channel together and he got like over a million views. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that is not a single individual in that case. Gotcha. I'm, I'm honestly shocked it took her this long to do this because she plays a uh, league. Yeah. Um, but it, it sounds like, you know, somebody from like somebody from her campaign had the idea. They got, for, I, I watched a little bit of the beginning of it. Like apparently um, they had to go like get streaming equipment, which was incredibly challenging because webcams and microphones and all that shit are all sold out everywhere because of people working from home. Yeah. Um, but the stream ran for like three and a half hours. Um, it also had uh, Minnesota Minnesota Congresswoman Ilma, Ilhan Omar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in there playing with them too. And she, I actually saw um, she tweeted out like the PC she was playing on, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 like super beefy, or it looks yeah, like, like it makes both of it makes both of your computers look like just fucking paperweights. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, I have <laughs> an eight-year-old PC. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I, I found a game that came out this month that I can play on my PC. So I mean, it, it happens. True, you were playing Hades on your PC, weren't you? Yeah. I, I don't think I can play Hades on my PC. You can almost certainly play Hades on your Um But yeah, so the stream, other than, than the two congresswomen, also included... I'm going to probably say a bunch of these names wrong. Um, Pokimane? Yes. Dr. Lupo, Myth, Maya, Jacksepticeye, Moist Critical, Hasanabi, and Disguised Toast. You got them all right, as far as I know. Yeah, so I've never... I, I know a bunch of the names, but I've never watched any of their stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've never heard their handles spoken before. Um, but, like, they're all super popular, at least to my knowledge, all super popular Twitch streamers with hundreds of thousands of followers and shit like that. So yeah. I'm sure between all of their streams together, they probably had over a million viewers, I would assume, at peak. If you if you yeah. add, like, all their peaks together. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure they had a ton of, like, probably more than two million, maybe. I don't know. Well, I don't so, know how many people use Twitch. Yeah, so they were playing private matches of ten people at like in there, um, and at one point a bunch of them cycled out, and some other streamers came on. Mm-hmm. So I the the article the I think it was Gamespot where I saw this didn't list all of those though, so I just I don't know their names unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, they they played three and a half hours of Among Us. Um, the little bit I watched was actually pretty entertaining. Um, yeah. And like it, it was, it was to try and encourage people to like get out and like have a voting plan and to vote early, regardless of who you were voting for. Yeah. Um. She did stress like at the beginning of it that like you know go out and <laughs> vote blue. <laughs> like, Obviously. Yeah. But uh, like she's a Democrat, of course she is going to. She's going to encourage people to party. vote. Yeah, Democrat. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like it, it was actually it was kind of cool that like somebody in Congress was doing something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I believe, like, she's in, like, her early 30s, and the other congresswoman is also in, like, her mid to late 30s. So, like, mm-hmm. they both skew on the age of people that, like, understand what this stuff is. Which, unfortunately, like, if you look at, like, pictures of people in the Senate and Congress, they probably don't know what any of this stuff they, is. They don't, <laughs> they don't know, they, they probably still tape over their webcams. I mean, twit... <laughs> When they hear Twitch, they probably think of somebody with some sort of neurological disease. Yeah. 
So, yeah, AOC is thirty-one. Yeah, she's yeah. like 31. just turned thirty-one yeah. last week, <laughs> and I, I believe both of them are like considered like freshman congresswomen. Like, I think they yeah. both like this is their first term for both of them. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah, and like they AOC is at least the youngest New York. Right, she's from New York, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the youngest New York senator or, or congresswoman, uh, ever. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I can play Hades on minimum, but for me to play it on recommended, I need four more gigs of RAM. How much memory do you have? Only six. Really? Yeah, I bought, I bought, uh, eight, but one of the sticks was busted and wouldn't work. So I just, so I never got a new. So you have four sticks of two. So I have three sticks of two. No, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I meant you bought four sticks of two. I bought, yeah, I bought four sticks of two. That's so weird. I mean, I mean I, like your your computer's old enough that like I get it, but like back back then that was high grade was four sticks of two. I know it's just weird because now they make like sticks of eight. I mean, they make sticks of sixteen and and more. Yeah, like uh, I like I order servers for clients with sticks of thirty two. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty sure I only have six gigs of RAM as well. That's such a weird fucking number of memory. Yep. I don't like it. It's got to be by fours. It it does. And it would have been eight if my one stick didn't break and I just... Or I would have bought a new stick. It's not too late. Just... Look, memory is super cheap now. Buy two sticks of eight and it'll cost you like 12 bucks. It actually is too late because they don't manufacture sticks that support my motherboard. Are you sure? Yeah. My... Uh, let's see if it says on, can my PC run? Uh, reopen close tab. Um, my, uh, no, it doesn't say what kind of sticks I have. Um, but yeah, I, I, I looked into it. They don't make sticks that my motherboard supports anymore. Um, also for what it's worth, if you're only two gigs of memory low, um, you'll be able to run the game on more than just minimum settings. Well, minimum is four gigs and, and recommended is eight gigs. What's I mean? Like, so you'll probably be able to run it close to recommended. Yeah. As long as you don't have anything else running in the background. That's, I'm gonna have, like, I don't know, depending on who I'm playing with. If I'm playing, if I'm, like, party chatting with people or whatever, I'd be on Discord or who knows. Yeah, but just but, do that on your phone. Yeah, I guess. But so then, no. Hades see, is a I, multiplayer game. I, I know, but I can't do that on my phone because I don't have speakers for my PC. So I would need to find a way to either not listen to the game or and listen to people talking or not listen to people talking. No, look, it, it's it's really easy. You you have wireless earbuds, don't you? Yeah. All right. So and then and then you have like like you have like a like a good headset that like goes over your ear, right? Yeah. So you put an earbud in and pair it to your phone, and then you put the headphones over the earbuds. No, see, I I don't have like AirPod earbuds. I have like over the ear earbuds. It's hard to explain. Well, if they're over the ear, they're not earbuds. They're headphones. Well, like they they wrap around the ear, but they're not headphones. But I mean, you can still put like you should still be able to put your big headphones over them. No, they're 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 a little bit too big for that. God, you're the worst, Drew. How's Pokemon? Uh, it's Pokemon. Which one did you get, Sword or Shield? I'm playing Sword. Who'd you start with? Uh, the Grookey. Ah, I'm not insane. using him anymore. I'm sorry. Though. So okay. listen, I, I'm doing a full inanimate object team. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That, that I mean <laughs> that that works. I picked Grookey. I don't hate Grookey, but like I kind of wish I would have picked Score Bunny. Yeah, probably. I don't. I don't know. I, I, was... I'm, I I just passed the third gym. 
Okay, which one was the third gym? Because I don't fire. remember. Was that fire? Okay. Yeah, it goes grass, water, fire. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and now that's now you get to go into the wild land, wild air. No, you already did. Now you have to go up to that main city to do the other gyms. That's right. I got you now. Yeah, you get to go through the more advanced section of the wild area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I well, I just did the stuff in that like main city. I forget what it's called. And I'm on the road going. I'm on Route Six. Mm, yeah, I believe going to the whatever on whatever city for the next gym so you're going to the uh to the left yes. of the map yeah uh to like the 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 deserty area sure yeah okay that is that is which one did you get sword and what did you, which one did you get Cobb? i had sword too okay so did i so you're not gonna fight the rock gym leader you're gonna fight the fighting gym leader yeah the fighting yeah. gym leader and the fairy gym well, it's fighting and then fairy, and then because there's two gyms that are different per each game. Oh, interesting. So where you're going, you're no where you're going, you're going to be fighting the rock gym. I think it is. No, the, we definitely had the the fighting gym and sword. We had the, we had the fighting gym and sword, so it would have been rock in in shield, and then where the ice gym is, it's something else. For us, it was ice. It was something else, or it might have been. I think it's dark. Maybe no, dark is the very last gym. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, it's, it's one of the cooler things that they did with that game is like, you get different gyms if you get different games. I'm actually looking up real quick to see who the gym leader differences are real quick. But yeah, how have you been enjoying like the, the, the difference in the gyms compared to like the older games? Uh, it's not really that different. I mean... I mean, just them having some sort of like, quote-unquote challenge ahead of time. Sure. I, I guess it's ever so slightly different than... I mean, like, they kind of, they kind of always, always have, yeah. Like Surge's gym had like the puzzle with the switches, and Koga's gym had the like invisible wall maze. So yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not a new thing. They just slightly more themed these puzzles. Like the having to herd the the sheep. The the what is it? Wooloos. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever. That was dumb. Like it added, it adds nothing. No, I mean that one was easy. Some of the later ones are a little bit better. Um, uh, so like the one you're coming to, which I just found it out, it's in Pokemon Shield. It's a ghost gym, and in Pokemon Sword, it's a fighting gym. Okay. And so you're going to be going to the fighting gym. I don't know if the challenges are the same for the both, but this one it's like um like kind of like a Plinko game where like you fire like kind of like pinball and Plinko, and you like you fire yourself up and you have to land in the right way. It's easy. But it's like it's a cooler, different challenge. Also, um, the other gym that's different is Gym Six. In Sword, it's the Rock Gym. Mm-hmm. In Shield, it's the Ice Gym. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's Pokemon. I'm kind of having fun. I think the most fun I'm having with this is using this absolutely ridiculous team that is just all inanimate objects. So now that yeah. you can get into the other side of um the Wild Area, um. I, if I remember correctly, there's a bunch of other inanimate objects that spawn in that area. Okay, so I'm going... Sarah and I were talking about it as I was going through the Pokedex. Like, what is your thoughts on, like, the apple dragon thing? Because the rules... Like, is is that is that an inanimate object? Is, is, is an apple an inanimate object? So, I wouldn't say Applin would be an inanimate object, just because... 
Applin and, and Flappy wouldn't be inanimate objects. Because Applin, you're like a worm in the apple. It's the base form. And Flappy is the worm with the apple on its side flapping. But Appleton is a fucking apple pie. 100%. You're a turtle apple pie. But see, so then apple, you're a turtle. Wait. Well, so, but still, like, I, I mean, if the thing is an apple pie, uh, I mean, all, you know, like, Trubbish is a walking pile of, uh, a walking, a walking garbage bag. Yeah. Like, it's still, like, the, obvi- the actual Pokemon's going to be yeah. an animate object, but it's the thing, the thing is supposed, like, now, was. Now, so, here's my question. So, like, when you say inanimate objects, are you talking... Strictly like, um, like the sword Pokemon, whose name I, I forget at the moment. The one that's literally a, a fucking sword that he bonds into, like a sword and shield. Ho- yeah. Honage, um, and I think it becomes Eggy Slash, or Clink Clank Clunk, or, uh, Chandelure. Yeah, yeah. so, like, that, that is what we settled on. We basically eliminated all grass Pokemon, <laughs> because they're thi- they are plants, they grow. They, they're not conscious beings, but they're not inanimate, like... They grow. Yeah. So like, what about like um like your Onyx and your Geodude that are just a fucking bunch of rocks? I don't know. I didn't I would, ask about them because I didn't care because there were other definite. Well, so so there is um the coal coal. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm using the coal. Yeah, the coal because he evolves into like a big dragon thing, if I remember correctly. It, it's like a big. It, it kind of looks like Rhydon a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's still, like, it's a living just, thing of he's, coal. He's a lump of coal. Like, his second evolution is a, he's a, he's coal, a cart of a coal. A mine cart with coal in it, yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's, um... um I was gonna use Roggenrola, but then I forgot about the coal fire Pokemon thing, so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. Are you gonna try and get a Poltegeist? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, although I'm currently using the Litwick. I believe Poltegeist doesn't show is, up until the the fairy forest, right, Rich? Correct. Yeah, I, and I have I have one. If you want, if, if there's anything you want, because me and Cobb have them all, we can trade you for. It. We I can mean, trade you. I mean, I, I would breed it and trade you a level one, so this way at least you have to train it up a little bit. But it's I would training. I would trade you the egg so that you could actually hatch it, and you'd be the original trainer, I believe. Yeah, but then <laughs> is, is it come, it's not going to get the boosted XP, right? I don't think it would. You have to get. It also won't ignore your your uh, your orders. Yeah, but if he's trading me a level one, no, I mean you're not wrong. Yeah. Um. So like right now, my team is uh, Vanellish, the, the the ice cream cone, the first evolution, because that thing doesn't evolve to like thirty five or something. Yeah, and then it just becomes two cones. <laughs> Well, no, then it becomes a bigger cone, then it evolves again to become the oh, double Oh, that's right, I forgot there was that middle version of it. Yeah. Um, the Trubbish, um, the Cotton Candy Fairy Pokemon thing. Okay, yeah. I forget, the, the derpy-looking thing that has its tongue out. Although, I kind of actually would prefer the Spritzy, if I'm going to use one of the Fairy Pokemon. I think that's, that's, that's just the Shield version the, one, that's though, right? only in Shield, yeah. Because uh, it's like a puff of perfume with a plague doctor mask on. Um, uh, the coal thing—that's at its final evolution. Um, a bronzong. Okay. And the fuck is the sixth thing in my party right now? Did I say Litwick when I was going through this now? Uh, I think you said it before. 
Okay. Um, Vanellish, Litwick, the Coal, Fairy, the Bronzong, and shit. What the hell is other fucking inanimate object Pokemon that I would have at this? Uh, Milkree. Huh? Milkree and Alcream? No. They're literally creams. I I uh, don't think I've seen those. I think um, they're they're in the area that you you'd be coming up to soon. Maybe. Uh, there's also the Sun Pokemon coming up soon for you, Solrock. Solrock. Uh, that is what I, a thing I've considered putting in there, but that's just Rock Psychic, and the Bronzong is Steel Psychic. So they both have their their weaknesses. Yeah. Um, the Hone Edge you should be able to get in the wild area. Um, right before um, is that Modestock City? Is this the the northern city from the from the wild area? Uh, I think so. I can't remember. There's also, if, if you go, to, I forget the weather for it, but if you go to the Lake of Rage, um, onto that little island, um, kind of, it's like northwest of the, in the wild area, um, the skyscraper dragon Pokemon spawns up there sometimes, which is literally a fucking skyscraper that's also a dragon. Yeah, if, if you get the version that could Gigantamax, he just turns into a skyscraper. Uh, and then there's also eventually, I'm trying to get to it. Um, to remember its name, but it's just like one of the, it's, um, uh, Stonehenge. Yeah, I thought about that too. But I, I, like, I don't think, motherfucking I, Stonehenge. I don't think you encounter that till very late in the game. I yeah, there, there's a few that you, you don't get until that like snowy area leading up to like the Pokemon League stuff. Yeah. Um, there's also, um, oh, the, the, the anchor. I can't think of what its name is. It's literally just like a, like a rusty anchor that's yeah. kind of actually a rare spawn. Um, and is that a water type? That might be. I might, it might uh, be ice type. It's it's actually ghost grass. Delmise is uh, it ghost grass? He's ghost grass. Yeah, that might still help. He is but... a he's a ship anchor with a ship wheel. Um, yeah, and he he's kind of up in like the northern northeastern area of the map. Um, he spawns it. Actually, he does spawn in the grass because. I 100% thought he was a water type, like a ghost yeah. water type, with be- like, because I didn't he's... look him up specifically, and spent a whole lot of time, like, swimming, only to find him, like, when I, like, walked into the grass by accident. He was, he was my most annoying catch, because where you can catch him in the grass is very small. Yep. And, like, you can only catch him in shaking grass, I think. No, I actually had him spawn, like, Did he you? was, vis- I'm <laughs> 90% sure. Or he might have spawned for me, but uh, my quick ball didn't work, and then I killed him, so I had to try to spawn him again. You know, that is one thing I will say about this game. I feel like the catch rates are fucking insane sometimes. The catch rate is fucking bullshit. It is, the RNG for catching is absolute garbage. Okay, glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. Because I, I had something I was fighting that was at, like, basically no health, paralyzed, and I'm pretty sure I used... 15 great balls and never caught it. Yeah, and I, I'll have instances um, like, where, like, fuck? <laughs> I'll have instances where I'll, I'll throw my um, my quick ball and it'll catch right away, or other times where I'll throw my quick ball, it won't work, and then the next time, like, my next turn, I'll just throw a great ball and I'll get a critical catch, and it works. Yeah, the, the RNG for catching is definitely wacky in it. And yeah. it's like your your regular great and ultra balls seem to not like the whatever percentage those increase the odds that that you get it aren't as good as the specialty balls if you just run the clock long enough like 
Doing a quick ball right away is your best chance because yeah, I, I'm you, pretty sure every time I used a quick ball on either immediately or the second turn, it's worked. But then, like, if um, especially like late game, if you're just trying to like catch things, if you miss with the uh the quick ball, just like standing there and just letting it kind of tear through your team, um, not attacking back. And then eventually using, like, a timer ball or something like that is, like, your next best option. Because, like, gotcha. at, a, at a certain point in the game, it becomes a little difficult to catch things in the wild area because you're you're significantly higher level than it. And then when you finish the Pokemon League at the end, it bumps everything up to between 60 and 70, if I remember correctly. So even stuff in the, like, original area of the wild area gets that level bump. So you still find all these, like, early game Pokemon there, but all their levels are closer to where you're at, so it becomes a little bit more of a challenge. Until you catch a bunch, and then you're 20 or 30 levels higher than them, and it's no longer <laughs> a challenge. <laughs> yeah. There's there's also uh, Pumpkaboo, is Ghost Grass. I can't use it because it's a pumpkin. The pumpkin but it's grass. a Jack-O-Lantern. Ooh, hmm. At True. Least it's second oh, version, shit. is it? No, they're both Jack-O-Lanterns. Yeah, they pumpkin. both are. Like, like, one of them is, like, it's not as much of a Jack-O-Lantern, but it's got two eyes. It's a jack o' It's been killed. How about now? No. How about Corsula? Corsula. Uh, Coral is a living thing. But it's um, it's and evolution. It's, it, it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's Galarian form is dead coral. Yeah, it's ghost. Hmm. Uh, it's called Cursula. So would you consider Pharaoh Seed because it's just a fucking seed? But th- that's the steel one, right? Uh, yeah, grass steel. And so I I, I didn't ask that because it's a metal thing. It's not like an acorn. Like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I would. It's actually going to bother me what the last thing in my team is. So I'm going to go grab my switch real quick. Hold on, or well, the switch light real. <laughs> um. But while he's gone, uh, the expansion comes out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I, I threw that on here. I was, I was about to say the same thing. Um, are you going to play tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I completely forgot so i will i will be playing i forgot it was coming out this soon so like i will be playing it i'll i'll pick it up probably play it during work and and like other times so yeah i'm definitely gonna play it and i know i'm excited to check it out i know people who wanted to get the previous expansion but weren't too excited with it so they waited to just get them both at once so there's gonna be more people playing it oh that's kind of cool yeah sorry i i was I turned my head to look at something when I said that and realized it pro- it didn't really pick oh. up very well. It picked up fine. Okay, so it's Vanellite, Trebbish, Swirlix, Litwick, Colossal, and Bronzong. Swirlix, okay. Swirlix is the fairy thing. Yeah. But yeah, I it, think it's the it, cotton candy and it evolves when you give it a whipped cream thing to hold or something. Right, so it's Swirlix and Spritzy. The way that you have to get them is the items that evolve them are only found in the opposite game. Oh, so you actually have to trade him. Did I? Did Sarah get shield? Yeah. So, like, you guys would trade your Spritzy and and Swirlix to each other. Then you would put the the item on that Pokemon and then trade it back to evolve it. Wait, do you each have your own switches now? Yeah, we have two switches. <laughs> oh, you weren't you weren't on when that when when this was discussed last week. Drutin. Owns a Nintendo console. No, Sarah owns two. Oh fuck you! No, seriously. I'm just chiming in here. Um, you have a Nintendo account now because you asked me to add you to the the Switch plan. 
You have I've only had that Nintendo account for like three years. Hey, look, I'm just saying on there, you, you have a Nintendo Switch online subscription active to your name now. Th- this is fair. You technically paid Nintendo money to play a video game online. Why, why does Sarah have two... She never really wanted the Switch Lite, but okay. in March, that was the only thing you could possibly ever find. Yeah. And, like, she wanted to get in on Animal Crossing while everyone was in on it and talking about it. So, we happened to find a Switch Lite on, like, Best Buy's website, whatever, one day. So, she got it. But just recently, the Animal Crossing uh, Special Edition Switch dock, really, because that's the only real... I I mean, the Joy-Cons are a different color, too, but that one came back in stock, and, like, she... That was the Switch she wanted, but we didn't really... I, I didn't really know about it going on sale until all the pre-orders were already long gone. Yeah. So, that just came back in stock, and it was like, ah, alright, let's, we have extra money now that I have this new job, we can afford the extra Switch. Nice. And now you have a thing to play Pokemon on. There you go. Yep. Are, are you considering, or are you going to get the expansion that's out tomorrow? Um, I don't know, probably, I, I, I feel like not. it, 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 I mean, I, it's, in my opinion, it's worth it. It added it's, some... Yeah, the, it's worth it. It's not worth you buying now because you're so far from it, from, like, getting to that stuff. But, no, you can, I think you can play through it before you get to the end of the game. No, you can, but why would you want to? Like, why would you want to, like, sideline away from... I, I, I don't know if you... The Isle of Armor you can do at a certain point prior to the end of the game. Yeah. I don't know where Crown Tundra falls. Yeah. But... But, like, I would say, like, play through the game, and then if you, if you think you want to play more Pokemon, get the DLC. Because the DLC does add, add like, at least the, the Isle of Armor added another 10 to 15 hours worth of stuff to do. Uh, Instead of just I mean, catching things. The, the thing I'll say I've given the least of a fuck about is stuff to do beyond catching things. Like It added 100 more Pokemon to catch also. So that That's more interesting than anything else. In a, in a counter argument to that, though, we could just trade him all 100 Pokemon. There is also that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can own the Pokemon, even though he doesn't have the expansion. He just yeah, you can't definitely go, can. He can't. He just can't go catch them himself. So if you just do like start catching all the Pokemon you encounter and do random trades, you might end up getting them all, even without having the expansion. But like the the new one, Crown Tundra brings in the Galarian versions of the. Uh, uh, of the legendary birds, and, like, there's hopefully... Every legendary ever yeah. is available. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, like, the content is more entertaining than, like, the core game was. Which, I, I enjoyed Isle of Armor more than the core, than the base game. I did. I mean, so, why? Just out of curiosity. Like, what about it did you enjoy? I mean, I just... Fuck all these characters. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Hop isn't in it. Yeah, no, I mean, so, that's, that's the bad part go. about the Isle of Armor. Hop's uh, not there. Mm, that's Hop, a compelling argument, because Hop Hop's, sucks. Hop's <laughs> not in it until the very end, and even when he is, you barely interact with him. And then, in Crown Tundra, Hop's not in it at all, as far yeah, as we know. It's it's the, the girl, the with, girl. The, with the um, Yorkie. Yeah. I can't think of her name. Uh, she uh, was okay. Yeah, she's better than Hop. 
and you, you also in Crown Tundra you get to apparently go back and do like a like a multi battle thing with um any of the trainers that you that you battled in the past, like any of like the name trainers. So yeah. you can you can form a team with any of the gym leaders. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like a bunch of like two on two battles against like teams of other notable trainers. Yeah, it's like the only character that I've absolutely hated was Hop. I didn't want to have to deal with Hop and and Bede. I fucking hated Bede. He was the villain-ish character, so, like, you wanted to hate him. I literally thought Bede was a girl for the first half of the goddamn game. Well, I did until someone called him a guy. And I was like, wait, what? Yes. (laughs) Um, But, like, overall, like, like, yeah, the story overall is decent. Like, but it also, at the same time, like, kind of just... Is, is dull in the base game, but in, like, the expansions with the added stuff to do with, like, getting the new Pokemon and, 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 and stuff, like, it, it's more entertaining, and the, the map is better. Yeah, uh, uh, exploring the island was more fun, because it, it had, it was like the wild area, like, all the Pokemon were visible, but it had different terrains. Yeah. Like, the, the wild area has, like, some different terrain, but it's also all kind of the same. And the biggest difference is just the weather. That's kind of annoying because different sections have different weather at any given time. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, the island has that, too. Like, it, like, it'll rain and stuff or have, like, sandstorms, but the areas are all kind of unique to an extent. And also, the first time you swim out into the water and there's just a fucking full-size um, whale lord, like, hanging out in the ocean that you can run up to and catch, it's just fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say... I can't remember what I was going to say. Never mind. If it comes to me, I'll, I'll, I'll blurt it out. I did, like, I didn't think the base game story was, like, well done, per se. Like, it was very it was very juvenile and meant for kids, obviously. But I thought yes. the lore that they were adding to it was interesting. Like, I thought that was interesting, and I think had had these games been geared at an older audience, all of that could have been, way, like, really interesting. And, like, explored more. Yeah, the entire time playing this, I've just been thinking, what if they made a Pokemon game geared towards adults? But not, like, an adult... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like with an actual story and lore and world-building and all that stuff that Pokemon games just don't really do. my, my, My biggest problem with this one, uh, when it comes to the ending... Um, not necessarily having to, like, not like the, the ending of, like, the bosses and stuff, but like the ending of your trip as a Pokemon champion, uh, is that there is no, um, no penalty for losing. Because the, the end of the game is an actual tournament. And if you lose, you just lose and go back and do the fucking tournament. I mean, to be fair, that's every game though, ever. Like, if you lose, you just, respawn before it and refight the end boss the world doesn't end but no but that i'm not talking the final boss i'm not talking when you fight the, the boss i'm talking about after that when you do the tournament no i know what you're talking about but i'm just saying like i understand what you would have liked it to do but also like that's not what like no games do that like if you fail a thing like that that's part of the the narrative you you die and you just redo it I, I just, I, I, I thought that was just, that, that was pretty weak. Like, if you're gonna build something where the final thing is a tournament, you need to have the stakes higher. Like, you That's need to every actually Pokemon have... every Pokemon game, though. You, no, it's not. You go after the Elite Four at the end. Which is and if you, if a you tournament. Lose, 
But if you lose, if you lose, but it's not a tournament. It's not a bracket style tournament. It is you fight this person, you fight this next person, you fight this next person, you fight the next person, and then you fight the champion. It's not a bracket style tournament. It's there's no like like if you lose in round one of this bracket, you're lost, and somebody else becomes Pokemon champion. That's how it should be. But that's not how it should be. It's not. It's not a live services game. It's a a. It's a game for children, and it's it's a. It, it's a quote-unquote narratively driven game. Like it, they have a point that they're trying to get to with the story. If you fail the 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 quest in it, you're going to redo the quest until you can move on in the but story. That's the thing. The point they're trying to get to in the story happens before you go to the tournament. I mean that point, but then there's points after that also. Yeah, but you you can still. But like a lot of that is like I disagree with you. Like that's like I th- I think I think that I don't agree at all. I understand where you're going with that, but that would be a fundamentally different game than what they make. But, like, that would definitely be cooler. Like, make you have to not fucking just... I mean, you would just save scum your way through it otherwise. Uh, yeah, you know? but... Like, but, like, I, I just... there from Like, it would, to me at least, like, at the very end when it's you versus Hop, because that's just what they're going to do... Like, if Hop wins, Hop becomes Pokemon Master. Or the new champion. And they have a cutscene where he is the new champion instead of you. And then they can still continue on with everything that happens afterwards. Because what happens afterwards has nothing to do with the tournament. And had everything to do with what happens right before the tournament. Yeah, but why would you want to play a game where if you fuck up, you then don't get to actually win? Or, Or, in that case, have to save scum your way through it to make sure that you don't fuck up. Like, that doesn't sound fun to me. But if like, I fuck up, I'd rather get a chance to just go do it again. But you're not breaking, like, you, you you technically do get a chance to go do it again, because after the game's over, you can go and do the tournaments as many times as you want. But, like, they're not, like, the official Pokemon League tournaments. They're just, like, your, like, just ex- exhibition tournaments. But that's but, what like, I mean. Like the- but, like, you're not breaking the game, is what I'm saying. Like, you would not break the game by having a detriment to losing, or having a penalty to losing. You're, the game can still move forward, the only difference is you are not the Pokemon Master. But why would and you want to do that in a game that you just spent 50 hours fucking playing? Maybe you should get good. I mean, what it, look, Drew is trying to play this game with with a... Um, uh, a, a I'm not even mix. using the fucking starter. Which I know anymore. lots of people don't do that. Most people, most people that play competitively drop the starter as soon as they fucking can. Uh, probably. I, um, I, I know people whose first playthrough was a Nuzlocke playthrough, and they beat it with no problem. Yeah, that's I mean, how the easy game is, this game was. The game is incredibly easy, but, like, you figure Drew is playing with an unorthodox team. Like, he's trying to do something different. If he gets into the in, into the, the end game and just has a bad set of fucking RNG um, and loses, it's like, he's not going to care because it's Drew and he doesn't really care about Pokemon, but, like, he's also not probably not going to want to keep going if it's like, oh, well, I just fucking lost, so fuck this. I mean, again, it would really depend, like how it's actually written out. Like, the way a Pokemon game is going to be written, no, I don't want that to happen. A way, they could absolutely write it in a way where you lose, they could write it in a way where you can't win that tournament the first time. And you know, if if it was actually written like like that, where you could go back and legitimately redo it, and like, that was part of it, like, if you fail, you could try again, like, you'd have to go through 
maybe not all the gyms again, but like you know, you'd have to go through some sort of steps to be able to be eligible for it. But like, right, right, yeah, to just lose and then be like, all right, well, hops the champion. So fuck this well, game. I'm never playing it again. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like just lose, like you lose and it's done. Like, yeah, give me an option to be able to run through that again to try to win it. Like, and now maybe, hops at the end. <laughs> and, and 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 hop is the one you have to fight instead of his brother. Because that's what happens when you when you win when you become the champion you then fight the the current champion. But like, why like, would you want to have to fight Hop one more fucking time? He's the worst. I he mean, is the worst. Which is <laughs> which raises a question. Even with Drew's unorthodox team, how the fuck did you lose to Hop? Who said he lost to Hop? He could have lost to Marnie. He could have lost to he could have lost to fucking um Leon at the end. But see, that's the thing. Leon is not an official tournament. You are still Pokemon champion whether you win or lose to Leon. Leon, you're fighting. You had to beat Leon to become the champion. No, you are the champion once you beat the last person. You then just get the privilege to fight the champion. Are are you sure about that? How could you be the man if you don't beat the man? I mean, yeah, basically. Have you never listened to a Ric Flair promo? Because, like, Leon is the reigning champion. There have been other league tournaments in the time that he has been champion. And, like, somebody, I forget who it was, but, like, at some point somebody's talking about the person that Leon beat to become champion was the former champion. Leon is the undefeated champion. Exactly. How can there be two champions? This isn't WWE. Like, I think you have to, I think Leon has to be defeated to be the champion. You may, you may be, like, the winner of the league in that, that season, but you are not the league champion unless you beat the league champion. Oh, it's been a while since I played this game. That's Almost just, a year. That, that part still <laughs> makes me better. Let's move on. Alright. Um, this was, this is great news, actually, for, for nobody. Uh, Mar- the Marvel Avengers game got some delays, unfortunately. This is not great news. I was being sarcastic, you son of a bitch. Um, so I said it's great news for nobody. Come on now. But I mean, uh, also at the same time, it's it's not terrible news. I mean, it's just it's it's a shame. Um, so the next gen version of the game is pushed back to sometime in 2021. Uh, yeah. No specific date was given, and the first DLC character, Kate Bishop, has been pushed out of October. Um, still apparently scheduled for sometime this year, but yeah. again, no date was given. So, just a quick clarification. It's the next-gen version. You can still play the game on next-gen console. That's what I said. Well, I didn't say the next-gen console part, but I said the well, next-gen yeah. version. So, well, so, well, yeah, I was just making that quick clarification, because I, I know I some mean, people some people out there would hear, the next-gen version, I, I can't play it on my PS5. With that. Like, just clarify. I mean, those people still, are stupid for not understanding yeah, anyone that would think that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyone that would think that those people are not agree with Cobb. It's... It's the internet's stupid. You still have to make that clarification. Um, but I trust our listeners to understand better than that. I, I, there could be a first-time listener who doesn't. Um, I would still trust them to know that all the PS4 and Xbox One games are backwards compatible. Uh, no, there were eight games that were eight. not. Thank uh, you very uh, much. The games at this point are backwards compatible. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, it sucks that, like, they're delaying that, they're delaying Kate Bishop, but they are strongly focusing on making sure people, like, fixing the bugs. They're really focusing on that, and so they want to delay releasing new stuff until, like, the bugs are fixed. They sent out, like, a state-of-the-game announcement, and 
to like sit here and tell everyone like thank you for playing this game thank you for being a good community and and telling us what we need to fix and uh, and giving us the opportunity to fix it there's they're giving us a bunch of shit like 1500 uh credits which gives you enough to either buy a legendary skin or nameplate from the marketplace or buy one of your uh premium character passes because they're only a thousand uh, 7,000 units, which lets you buy in-game nameplates, and, or in-game cosmetics, and not from the marketplace. Upgrade units, which helps you upgrade, like, your end-game, uh, equipment, and, uh, uh, keys called DNA keys, which are used for, um, special chests that you can find in vault missions. So, like, they're, they know that, like, it sucks that they're pushing this stuff back, but they're like, hey, just stick with us, we're working on it, it's getting better, and it actually is. I mean that I, that is live service games for you. Yeah, I, it, look it it's it's like it it released. I I feel like re- vanilla how it released was still better than Destiny One, but like had a had a lot of fixes that need to be made because it actually had a story based instead of how Destiny One was released. But like at least it's not Anthem, which doesn't say much. I know, but Anthem is a completely dead game at this point, and people spent so much money on that. Um, one thing that they, like, they, they even I, I mean, out, they spent no more money on it than they would have spent on Avengers. Uh, that I game mean, did not have paid DLC. <laughs> it didn't? Nope. Well, no, I mean, it hasn't yet, but, like, I think it had, like, paid, like, cosmetic content, just like in Avengers. But, like, that game is just, like, at this point, I think completely dead. I actually was watching a video and found out that in Anthem, there's a boss that... The rewards for fighting the boss are so bad, people will run the dungeon and get the chests and then leave. Yeah, like won't even won't even bother fighting the boss. Anthem you can regularly find in like dollar bins at yeah. department stores because it's basically worthless. Unfortunately, like the Avengers game has definitely taken a pretty steep dive. Um like the month it's only been out for a month and a half, give or take, right? Maybe a little bit more than that? Uh, it's been out for just over a month. Um, cause I know it was like early September when it came out. Um, yeah, I think it was like the second week of September. No, okay, it was, I, I it was, was the first week. It was the first week. It was Memorial Day weekend. It came out on that Thursday. But like, other than the news of the delay, like, you don't hear much about the game at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I pulled up the Steam chart for it. Um, it is currently 269th with, about a thousand people playing it. Well, that that's uh, that's first of all, that's just on Steam, and second, uh, they're having a, they are having issues with PC connect or PC playability. Uh, they are and they are actively working with Nvidia and other people to help them make it playable. Yeah, look, so, I'm not trying to shit on the game. Steam is the only place that you can see player count. I can't see how many yeah. people are playing on Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah, um, but like a thousand people playing it, you know, like, there are older games that are higher than it, like, um, Near Automata, yeah, um, Pillars of Eternity 2, um, so, like, it, it's just a shame that, like, in just over a month, the game has sort of flatlined as far as, like, active players go, at, at least that anyone is, like, talking about, and hopefully, hopefully when the next-gen version comes out next year, or when they start getting the DLC and, like, start patching some of the issues that people have been complaining about, um, it will 
you know, and, come back up and like the play, like, like, like with Destiny, the way Destiny, like when it, when it patched itself with, uh, the Taken King and sort of fixed a lot of its bullshit, it had a surge in players. Yeah. And, and I feel like when Kate and Spider-Man get released, at least on the PlayStation, it's going to be, it's going to increase play players because when Kate Bishop comes out, there's going to be new, le- new levels and things like that. Uh, they, they did patch it last week with some fixes and they added things that like gave it some better quality of life um but they kind of missed the bar on that a little bit as well so they added a new uh hub a new uh um, outpost and when you go to any of the outposts you can pick up your daily missions for any faction you go to a terminal and you can pick up your daily missions but in order to buy from the faction specific shops you still have to go to that that hub so, like, yes, I've been working on leveling up one of my characters. I had to go f- to all three of the hubs in order to check the equipment and things that they had in each one of them. Because one of them has the Inhuman, the other one has Shield, and the last one has the Cosmetic Vendor, and I just wanted to see what I had. So, like, they helped it, like, made some quality of life changes, but at the same time, they kind of dropped the ball because I should be able to just purchase things in, in the same in the same outpost. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people complained about the way some of that stuff went, so it, hopefully they're, they keep changing it for the better. Mm-hmm. And they're, um, I, they're they're very active on, on their Reddit page. Like, Crystal Dynamics is very active on their Reddit page, hearing what people have to say, and, and they're working on, like, making the changes, like a ping system in the games. Uh, they're, they're, they're setting it up so that you can replay the, uh, the campaign. So basically, like, a, a New Game Plus mode. Which wasn't in that. Um, I'm trying to th- see what else they have. Uh, and then they're gonna, they have, I, I was telling you about this a couple weeks back where they have the mega highs where like it's single player only. They're working on having a multiplayer version of that because people want it. I, which kind of seems silly because if you die, you're dead in those. So I don't know why you would do it. Um, and they did throw in two new missions when they did the patch last week. I haven't done them yet because they're level 140 and I want to do the stuff before that first, before I do them. But they're like, they're going to get their raid out soon. They're, they're working on getting this content out, but they're also really focusing on fixing these bugs. And like, I respect what they're doing. And, and the fact that they even came out and like wrote this right up, like, Hey, here's what's going on. Like, here's what's having issues and game crashes. We've cut these down. We fixed these. And it's like they even said, like, we're actively working with NVIDIA on specific issues that some users have reported with performance degrading over time. Uh, and then the latest patch added NV- NVIDIA DLSS, which significantly improves frame rate while maintaining high quality visuals for the RTX hardware. So it's, it's going, I, I, I understand what you're saying with it. Like, it, it, it kind of fell off the radar, but it's, I think it's going to pick up pretty quickly, especially when these new characters come out. Yeah, it might. I mean, I don't, I have a feeling that the game isn't going to see many people buying it, but it will probably see the people that already buying it dip back into it. I mean, it depends. Like, it'll definitely be something that they might want to check out, but it could also just be they got their fill of it and are fucking done. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't like, I checked the Steam chart. That game had, like, 28,000 people online on, like, right near launch on PC. And it's down to below fifteen hundred. Yeah, like it actually it dipped. Apparently, like a week ago, it dipped under a thousand players. Um, 
But that's why I said, like, I, I feel like, especially on, like, your Sony platform, where, like, Spider-Man's exclusive, like, when those characters come out, and they, they've continued to patch the game to kind of, like, fix some of the complaints, I think the the people that already purchased it will, assuming they haven't just completely moved on, and just don't, don't even have the game installed anymore, will probably, like, dip back in just to, like, see what it looks like. I don't expect the game in the near future to have any sort of, like surge though like I, I don't see them suddenly having a bunch of new sales even with the next gen version just the the people that like it like richie like seem to enjoy it a lot but the sort of word around the game is a lot more negative like you hear a lot more especially from media talking about the flaws of the game because to a lot of people the flaws were enough to make them not want to play it yeah, and the people people see flaws and they're not willing to work with it and and wait it out. So then, like it's it is now a month out and I don't see any of these flaws and I don't I don't get game crashes. I, the the matchmaking first for for console at least works. PC might not be as much because there's less people playing it as we've already discussed on the Steam charts. But console it works and I I get groups when I'm when I'm trying to do matchmaking. I, I don't get major like flaws and 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 game breaking glitches and things like that. So uh, just just to to specify what I was talking about, um, I wasn't really talking about like bug issues. Like yes, yeah, so those were pretty heavy early on, but they they keep patching them. A lot of people like in media that were like talking about this game didn't like the gameplay. Like they found the gameplay repetitive and boring, which then sours people that maybe wait on something to hear what. You know, people on IGN or GameSpot or their favorite podcast say about it. it uh, sure, uh, my my counter argument to that would be: you played Destiny for how long, and that game would have been equally as repetitive and boring. But it played good. <laughs> That's Dis- the difference. <laughs> uh, you 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 shoot. <sighs> you don't understand. You just you don't. Yeah, no. you, we we never agree on on the gameplay side of things. Like the the little bit of Avengers I played in the beta. Like, I agree with a lot of the things I was hearing and reading. Like, the gameplay wasn't fun to me. It's fun to you, though. I'm glad it's fun to you. I'm not saying it's not fun for people. I'm just saying my impression of it was it was not fun. I didn't like the first Destiny, even though I thought the gameplay was good. And I only played the second one through, like, the the story. But, like, I didn't feel the gameplay was repetitive. I felt the game was just kind of boring. The gameplay was actually very good. Like, it, it, it played very well. It just had no story, but shooting things in that game felt fucking amazing which is why i wound up playing that first game for like 75 hours even though i hated 73 of those hours i'm sure richie will agree destiny 2 definitely had a story destiny 2 had a good story destiny 2 was good i enjoyed it i just i like and it's the games with service problem like after a point where like Either you, you, I, you have too much difficulty running the raid because it's so minute and, and, and specific, or you just, you're getting bad groups. You just kind of stop playing. Whereas, honestly, I, I am more likely to turn around and play Avengers if I, even if I'm not enjoying the raid because of the other, because of all the other content that's out there and the fact that I don't always need a group. Whereas, Destiny, you always needed a group. And yeah, once you finish the story, like, there's really nothing else to do mm-hmm. that doesn't involve grouping, like, whether it's the raid or the strikes or what have you. Because all yeah. the open world stuff is, it's doing the same... Hella repetitive. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it, doing those same, like, world events over and over again. Yeah, and, like, it's, like, the, like, the things that they've thrown into this one 
try to get rid of the repetitiveness, but it is, and I see a lot of people say, and I do kind of agree, it's Avengers Elevators is, is what this game is. Um, because you're going to be running the hives and things like that to get the different, and the different, like, the different objectives. And I think they're always random each time you go to each floor. But, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, don't I know. hope this game does well. Like, I don't want the game to fail. Like, I want them to be able to make more games that are good with these characters. <sighs> well, I mean, realistically, honestly, how many more copies does this game sell at all? Well, that's what yeah. I meant. Like, I don't think they're, well, they're going to see a big uptick. I think the people that wanted it already own it. Yeah, agreed. And have they... Do Do we know... Are, is there an upgrade, like, for it? Or is it if you want the next-gen version, do you have to buy the next-gen version? It is free. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I honestly Which don't is why I say, how many more copies does this game sell? Like, it'll get... It's a handful of Christmas sales, probably. But, like... Anyone who wanted it probably already bought it because they knew they would get a free upgrade to the next-gen version unless they just didn't have a current-gen console. But then why would they want the game? Like, you know. Yeah, I could see that game kind of being like, kind of like what Destiny had happened a couple of times where they put the base game on like a really cheap sale, um, but it was only the base game. I mean, and honestly, with with Avengers, it's a little different because like the, the DLC portion of it isn't, paid content um but like i could see them discounting the game heavily at some point having like an uptick in sales then but then making the money off of like the microtransactions like the cosmetics and stuff like that yeah and that's i i can see as new characters get released maybe more sales happen like maybe the person who wants to play is spider-man but knows he's not in there right now isn't going to get it but then once spider-man comes in they'll they'll get it they're they're in for a rude awakening because they won't be able to play Spider-Man until after they beat the game. I'm sure. Um, That's why I wonder if if DLC characters will actually have an impact on people buying it. I, maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, there, there are there is probably like you said, there's probably somebody out there that wants to play as a specific character that isn't available yet, and that that small circle of people probably like depending on if they listen to other people or not might pick the game up. But I, I have a feeling that, like, the only sales that game is going to see are people buying it on a sale and then putting money into it elsewhere. And that's, I mean... That's how live service games make their yeah, money, so... A, sale, a sale's a sale. Like, they're, they're, they want people to put money into it, so they're going to keep working on it and fixing it so that people put money into it. Hopefully the game doesn't hit that point where, like Anthem, for instance, where it's not worth the, the labor to improve the game anymore based on like the profit they make from it. Like right now they're still in that early game where it's worth it because they can still recoup the cost because they have a current player base that is interested enough. But you know, at a certain point, if they don't fix enough of it, it might just lose what little it has left at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, man. All right. So, I mean, for what it's worth, like there are not very good sales number reporting on games anymore no, but no. um the best we get is out of the uk where they really heavily track physical copies sold avengers on both consoles sold about fifty six thousand copies in its uh how long it's usually a month it's usually like the the previous month's sales i guess this is probably the first month but uh 
Spider-Man, which was only on PS4, sold 190,000 copies in its release month. I understand that. That's for the same range. Yeah. So it sold a third, across two systems, it sold a third of a copy, as many copies as a game that was only on one. I understand the comparison because it was, it's, it's superhero properties, but I feel like a, a Sony exclusive like Spider-Man is just inherently going to sell more than a multi-platform live service game. Like, I mean, where, where does, where does Mar, I mean, you don't have to look this stuff up, but like, where, where does Mar- Marvel's Avengers fall against, like, Destiny 1 or 2? Or, like, another oh, one? It, or, like, The Divisions or something like that? Smoked by yeah. Destiny. Well, yeah. Destiny sold millions of copies. That's true. Like, yeah, I mean, Destiny was was a bad example. But you know what I mean? Like, comparative to games of a similar scope, let's call it. Um, but you know what? That's enough Marvel. Rich, you apparently played RuneScape? Yeah, so, uh... There's, like, an actual release for RuneScape. Um, it's been around I, for a while, I think, right? No, it released on Steam in October of this uh, this month. Like, it's on Steam, it's on phones and things like that. I, I, I downloaded it on Steam. It is very highly populated right now because it's, like, kind of MMO-y, but it's absolutely free to play. If you buy a subscription, you just get more uh, quests that you can do and things like that. Um... It, it gives me very strong, like, uh, uh, wow vibes, like early vanilla wow vibes, but also RuneScape and, um, uh, uh, like sandboxy games, because, like, you have to, you have to, like, get the, mi- you have to mine the ore, get the lumber so that you can make your arrows if you're gonna use a bow and arrow. Um, it's, 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 I, I think I've been playing for a total of, like, three to four hours. Not really much. Like I've gotten through the like the the um the tutorial area, which just basically teaches you how to play, and then the intro area, which again teaches you how to play. The tutorial area is uh skippable if you don't want to do it. Um, and it's it's not terrible. Um, it's RuneScape, but better because RuneScape when it was on uh like when you had to play it through the browser, kind of sucked because it didn't give you any direction. This one actually gives you direction, tells you how to do things. Um, I, I think it's kind of cool that they did this, but you can play it on phone too. So I, I'm just, I, I was reading a little bit on the wiki for this. Um, so this is not technically a new release of it. It's just first release on steam. Yeah. Um, it is still runescape from like 2001. They've just updated it. They rewrote it in Java. Um, or I'm sorry, it was built in Java. They rewrote it in C++ to be a standalone client instead of the browser based one. Um, that happened in 2016. Yeah. So, I guess technically what you're playing is a 2016 version of the 2001 game, but it does look yeah. like they they did a lot of a lot of work to it over the years. Yeah, and it's just like the the starting area is so highly populated that like it got to a point where like I was fighting to get fighting with people to get kills for a quest or to get like to skin sheep for a quest and things like that. Like, people weren't lining up like they used to in WoW. Uh, that, like, it seems like it's, like, there's a lot of new players going into it now because of this, like, release from October, from this month and the phone release. Yeah, the recent th- phone release. It, it, it coming out and being available on Steam definitely kicks up yeah. player base a whole bunch. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's cool. It's, like, it's weird because it's W, S, A, and D control the camera and you click to move. 
Oh, that is which, weird. Which is totally weird. Like, I, and I keep wanting to, like, move with WSAND and, like, click my camera to move, click my mouse to move the camera, but it's the opposite. But, like, that's how, or, like, RuneScape back in the day didn't have a moving camera. It was a stationary camera where you would click and it would follow the character. But it was always isometric view. Um, graphically, it looks, it looks decent. It looks like, wow. So it's not terrible, but it's not amazing. Um, does it look like modern wow or 2004 wow? I, I don't, I, I, I don't know what modern, does, did they change the graphics in wow? Like, I mean, it just, I mean, it's the same style, but it looks significantly better after 16 years. Yeah. I mean, I guess like more similar to early wow, but. Okay. I'm, so. I'm not really sure. I haven't really seen what WoW looks like because I don't look at WoW things. Well, maybe um, you should. Yeah, I don't... I haven't cared about WoW since Burning Crusade. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's something that I started to play when I have downtime at work because I'm sitting here right at my computer. And it, like... It's it's fun. It's, check it out. It's free to play. Uh, after you get through, like, the starting area, they give you some of the premium content that you can use. Uh, I don't really know how the premium content fully works yet. I haven't gotten that far into the game to need to know how to do that. Well, keep playing, and you'll probably figure it out. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I said, it's anytime I have downtime at work, I'm going to like turn it on for an hour or whatever, because I always have a lot of downtime at work. Now, what if your new employers happen to listen to this and see that you're going to be spending time playing a video game while you should be working? Uh, then they should give me more work. Okay, that's that's fair. It's, it's literally, That's a fair argument. I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm not sitting here playing the game because I don't want to work. I'm sitting here playing the game because I did all the work I have, and I'm waiting for more to come over. Like, that's... And sometimes it takes upwards of an hour. That's... Uh, I'll allow that. Yeah. All right. So, did you guys watch the PS5 UI demo stuff from last week? I did. Uh, no, I completely forgot, and kind of was just like, I just want to be surprised! Man. All right. So I'm going to read this. Um, it's, it's from the IGN article. Um, cause it's just, e it was easier to do this than to try and like take notes on all of it. Um, fair. <laughs> so straight from IGN. One of the highlights of the new system is the control center, which provides immediate access to almost everything you need from the system in quotes. Um, and can be summoned by pressing the PlayStation button on the dual sense controller. From the control center, you can see who is online, check the status of downloads, Manage your controllers and more. So it's it's like going to your your home screen in um on the PS4, but you don't actually have to back out of the game entirely to do it. Yeah. Um. The the user experience is designed for with 4K TVs in mind was also noted, and all of this was shown in a in an 11 minute state of play video that um came out. I think that was Thursday or Friday last week. Thursday, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving along, uh, there's also a brand new feature called Activities, which lets players discover new gameplay opportunities, go back to things you missed, jump directly into levels or challenges you want to play, and much more. Activity cards can be accessed directly from the control center, and some can be viewed picture-in-picture, picture, meaning you won't have to leave the game to see them. Um, so th th this next paragraph goes into a little bit more, but it's basically, if they use Sackboy Adventure is what they demoed with, if there's like a particular goal for for like a level of that, you can actually have the game load right to that like section of the game, like that level or whatever, to to focus on that goal. So use I'm going to use Mario as an example because the the 3D Mario's are a little bit easier. Um, if this was like Mario 64, you could specify that you want to just go right into like 
on battlefield for the the foot race with Koopa the Quick. Um, rather than having to run to the castle, jump into the painting, select the star that you want to do, and then load it. Um, so th- just there, them talking about the example. Uh, an example is shown from Sackboy A Big Adventure where the user can open up an activity card relating to a level in progress to see objectives they still need to complete. From this menu, they can also find, find out the estimated playtime necessary to complete the level. If they wish to, players can press resume on an activity to warp to the chosen level. And if the user is a PlayStation Plus subscriber, they can also get access to game help where if they tap one of the objectives, they can see screenshots and video clips that can be pinned to the screen and will guide them towards the solution. Uh, the the hints section of it wasn't dived into too much, but it I believe they did say that it was developer-based, so like the dev will kind of be in charge of whether that stuff's available or not. Um, so like if a developer doesn't want to include help, they're not going to. like And... Their rationale in the video for why they're doing this is so that people don't have to go to YouTube to watch like long video explanations of people trying to get them to subscribe to their channel just to see like where something is hidden in a level. Mm-hmm. Um, users will also be able to join parties and games hosted by their friends directly from the control center. Switching between games with pace. What? I don't know what that's. I, th- I feel like that's a, a typo. Switching between games with pace thanks to. PS5's SSD. I guess they're trying to say that you can do it very quickly. Um, a new media sharing system also allows you to dictate captions for screenshots before sharing them. And screenshots will be shrouded with a spoiler warning for players who may not have seen that part of the game yet. Which, that's actually kind of cool. Like, um, I remember, Rich, I think it was you that was upset with a mutual friend who was posting um, Spider-Man screenshots on Facebook like crazy. Yeah. Um, and spoiled parts of the game for you. Yeah. Um, so, like, this is the sort of thing where, like, it will cover those up when, granted, you can't, I don't think you can share screenshots from the PS5 to Facebook anymore. I'm pretty sure they got rid of that integration. Um, yeah. But, like, this would block them out on, like, Twitter and on the PSN itself. Um, Sony also notes that they have rebuilt the entire software stack from the console to the network to make the user experience faster. Uh, quote from them, we believe the less time you spend waiting to interact with the system, the more time you will have to spend playing games. Hopefully that also means PSN downloads. <laughs> no, no, that's still going to download at like 56k a second or something like that. Um, related to, to all of the PS5 stuff, um, they revealed a little bit more about the, the size of the console. Um, it's due to the fan. Um, the console is as big as it is, spe- specifically thickness, because of how big and thick the, the fan is. They apparently looked into different configurations for it, and they found that doing, like, the one large fan was more cost-efficient than doing, say, two smaller fans. Because, like, they don't... It's obviously cheaper because it's less pieces, um, but they also don't have to spend the time to try and figure out um, the controlling of two independent fans. Um and they'll also apparently be able to patch how the fan runs based on tracking of games. So, like, Sony will track, like, the console status through the network of games being played. And if they see that maybe, like, the fan runs harder for certain games, they will try to release firmware to have the fan run more efficiently for those games. Yeah. Which, that, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the UI was pretty normal for the most oh excuse me yeah. for the most part um i think all that extra stuff is going to be absolutely useless to me and i won't use any of it but same yeah <laughs> like i don't 
I don't take screenshots. I don't, I'm not going to use a help center. Um, the, the party well, stuff mm, seemed cool if you want to chat with your friends. Okay, so I might use the help center stuff a little, depends. Like, I, in Tony Hawk, there was some shit I had to look up. Yeah, which, I mean, that, stuff like that I could see being useful for, like, a game like Tony Hawk. A lot of times if I have a game where, like, I just don't feel like figuring out on my own, I rely on, like, IGN guides because they're spoiler-free and pretty well done, usually. Um, and they don't include, like, the YouTube video of, like, the the person that's way too amped up asking you to, like, like and subscribe and click on the bell and all that shit for ten minutes before the actual video starts. Which, like, I get it. That's how they're getting, like, their views and everything and hopefully making a little bit money, but... I don't need that if I just need, like, a 30-second clip on, like, hey, how do I get up onto a thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the parties? So they've updated parties on PS4, and it sucks. <laughs> Is it just because they're, they're, they updated it for what PS5 should be and the PS4 just can't do it? I, I, maybe? I don't know. But, like, if you have a party that, so for NHL, we've have, use a party chat when we're playing. We it's weird about, like, inviting people back into a party once you've been in a party with them. If you already have, like, an active group chat going, you have to go into that messages page and join the party from there and then can send an invite to the people that are already in that party. Or slash they can now just see that somebody's in that party from that group. Like, it's real weird and unnecessarily convoluted yeah and I, I don't know they made it seem on the video like it's going to be pretty simple and seamless on the ps5 it might be and it could be a weird like you said a this is how it's going to run on the ps5 but the ps4 is not built for that yeah the ps4 uh, ui is terrible i mean the, eh. it's average at best the only thing i particularly liked about the the ps5 ui that they showed which honestly it doesn't look different from the ps4s uh, a lot. They, they split up the the media and the games, so you're not going to get all the TV bullshit popping up on like your your bar there. It's in its own separate tab. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest change it seems like they made. And, and apparently, like the store is just built into the interface, so you won't have to launch a store to get to it. You'll be able to just look for a game right from the dashboard. Mm-hmm. Um. Which also means there's probably going to be a lot more ads for games on the dashboard. Um, but it still has like those hub pages where when you move to a game on, like on your your main screen, it'll like do that drop down thing where it gives you all the useless fucking info on it. Well, it gives you all the info on like your friends who've played it and the people that you know playing it, and 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 like DLC content coming out for it and stuff like. That. Yeah, all the useless bullshit. Useless to you, not useless to everyone else. But, like, so for, like, a, a multiplayer game, sure, show me who else is playing it. But, like, if I'm playing God of War, who the fuck cares who else is playing it? I fair. mean, I, uh, fair, but also, hey, you're playing God of War, you know that I've played God of War, and put this many hours into it, you can ask me, hey, how far did you get? What did you think of this part? Like, you can openly know who's played it, because you see who's played it in that list. Nah, fuck people, right? Am I right, guys? <laughs> um, anyway, Rich, uh, to, to wrap things up, you finished Dragon's Dogma? Uh, no. The credits rolled in Dragon's Dogma. Uh, so, apparently, there's more stuff after the credits roll. 
So, like, you technically did beat the game, but you didn't. And the game is built around New Game Plus and playing it over and over. Um, having had watched the anime and, and, and talking with, uh, my friend who I was talking with, um, like, I know what happens at the end and what I, like, like, when I finish this final leg, but I'm just not gonna, like, the game was good and it was entertaining, but it has flaws that I can't look past and would hope that if they do a sequel, they need to fix these flaws. And my biggest issue is nine, or I'd say 70% of the time I was playing this game, I was running from one location to the other. And the map is fucking huge. Yeah, that sounds not fun. Yeah, so, like, there's... And, like, there is a fast travel, and in the DL... In, in the version I got, the Dark... Dark... uh Dark Arisen version, which was, like, the added content, the added DLC, and everything, like, you got an item that allows you to fast travel. Like, infinitely. But in the original version, you could only fast travel equal to how many of these certain stones you have. And you can only fast travel to certain points that you've been to on the map and have dropped a stone on the ground. And this game has, like, a weight-carrying system, and the stones that you have to drop on the ground are the heaviest items in the fucking game. So, like, you can only carry... You should only carry, like, one at a time. And, like... Oh, that's kind so of annoying. It, it, it was bad, and the fact that, like... like there's no horses. So if you have to go from the, the, the top, the northwest to the southeast, or, yeah, whatever. Yeah, if you have to go from the northwest to the southeast, like, you have to walk there. Or hope that you have, like, a, uh, I think it was like a fairy stone located somewhere relatively close. So that you can teleport to that. And then hope you have the stones you need to teleport it to it to teleport there and then run the rest of the way. So, like, my biggest complaint is you need horses or you need fast travel if you're going to have a map this big. Um, there is a day-night cycle that the only way to move time forward is to sleep, and you can only either sleep till morning or sleep till night. You can't sleep till noon or sleep till midnight. And some quest activations don't happen until noon or midnight. So you have to sleep till morning and then sit there in the city for the equivalent of however many hours until this person shows up. Or you go do other stuff and hope that the next time you go to the city, it's that time and that person's there. Uh, there's no, like, clock anywhere, as far as I could tell, to tell you actually what time it was. So you didn't know how long you had to wait for. Like, there, there are some, like, it's, it's, it's a PlayStation early PlayStation 3 game that, like, I'm sure it's it, it was great at that time, and if I had a lot of time to play that I didn't care that I had to run everywhere, I would play it more, and I do want to play it more, but right now, because most of my gameplay was running to the locations, and it's not even fast, I just, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And, like, yeah, that just seemed like too much. Yeah, and the end game quest is you need to get, uh, 20 what they call wake stones, which a wake stone, if you have it, and you die, you come back to life, and it, 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 it like, it uses itself. It's a, it's a consumable that if you die, it brings you back to life. You need 20 of them in order to do the final, get to the final part of the game. Um, I found one in the entire 10 to 12 hours that I was playing, uh, and from what I was reading, in order to get the 20, the easiest way is to either go fight a hidden boss that I don't even know how to get to right now, because there's no quest for it, or go into this hidden dungeon that I don't know where it is because I've never done it. 
So I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I like the game. I like the combat. I like the abilities. I like the concept, but, like, I kind of wish more people were playing so that, like, because there is, like, a multiplayer aspect to it, sort of. And I'm just like, it, it was good. But the flaws for for 2020, these flaws are too bad for me to keep playing and to push forward. If I had known that I was going to be getting into a game that, like, pushes multiple playthroughs, I probably, even though it was less than $10, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. Because, like, Dark Cloud 1 and 2, I just found out, are on the PlayStation Store for $6 or less each. I'd rather play those than, than uh, Dragon's Dogma. And those are PS2 games. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know... Early PS3 was a weird time. <laughs> yeah, and like it, it, and and I don't like I don't want to fault them too much for it. It's just the times, like the time that I have to play now. I don't want to spend most of it running around. I want to get right into it, and I just want to play the game. I don't want to have to sit here and look at the map and then run for twenty minutes to get halfway to my destination to then have to run another twenty minutes with no combat in between. Because if you fight everything you come across, it's going to take you three hours. Yeah, that's and not better. <laughs> can you even consider this a early PS3 game? I mean, it came out in 2012. Oh, was it that late? Yeah. I, th- I thought the original version was early. Um, like, I-, I don't know when Darker Risen came out, but I thought like the first version was pretty early. I thought it was like a late PS2 game, early PS3. No, so Dragon's Dogma released in 2012. Darker Risen came out in 2013. Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that it was just a year apart. Um, but yeah, so I guess it uh, was a late PS3 game then? Uh, all I I remember it was the, it was the first ever PS Plus game. That's all I know. Um, and like, you know what? If I hadn't spent any money, I probably would have liked it more. I wish I played it back then when I got it on my PS3. Rather than now. Because, like, I probably would have appreciated it more. But, I don't know. I just, I felt like I wanted to play other stuff while I was playing it. But I didn't want to stop because I did enjoy it. I just, I wanted, I didn't want to run for 20 minutes at a time doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, a even an 8-year-old game, like, it's going to feel old compared to what games are doing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, ho- like people really want a sequel and people were kind of hoping that's what the TGS uh, Capcom stuff was going to show. It didn't, obviously. Um, but, like, if they come out with a sequel, hopefully they do stuff, like, that makes the quality of life for it better. Like, I would definitely play this game more if there wasn't as much wasted time. That's fair. Um, that's probably it, though, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. Yeah, well, I got nothing else. Well... If you would like to find more of our content, then you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, rate us, review us, subscribe to us, all that fun stuff. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, all, all, the, all the big ones. Uh, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline, or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can send us emails to social at one-quest.com. And yeah, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's episode 200 and... Ah, fuck. I'm going to start that over. (laughs) 